Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Tuesday, the 24th day of October. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Federal authorities released more details and unsealed charges in the theft of more than 2 million dimes earlier this year from a tractor trailer that had picked up coins from the U.S. Mint in Philadelphia. The truck driver was bound for Miami when he pulled into a parking lot to sleep on April 13th. During the night, thieves made off with a portion of its cargo, uh, which contained $750,000 in dimes, a shipment weighing about six tons, authorities said earlier. Thousands of coins were left scattered all over the lot in northeast Philadelphia. Uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer reports that prosecutors contend that the theft, which they now say totaled $234,500 in stolen dimes, was part of a spree of robberies from tractor trailers passing through the region that also netted the thieves frozen crab legs. You guys remember that story? Frozen crab legs, yeah. Yeah, shrimp, meat, beer, and liquor. Detectives said at the time of the surveillance video uh, showed six, men's dress, six men dressed in gray hoodies and armed with bolt cutters approaching the truck in the middle of the night and breaking into it, then loading the coins into smaller bags and into a waiting truck. I wonder how much all those dimes weigh. I, ser- uh, Six tons. Six yeah. tons, yeah. Yeah, that was that was all. That was what his his load weighed. Jeez. Six, I mean, is it is it even worth <laughs> it dimes? at that point? Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Well, if you happen to encounter a toll booth out in the middle of the desert, Preston, it could come in handy. I've got Casey looking for the clip right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Blazing saddles. The indictment. Pentamine <laughs> throughway. <laughs> that moron. So anyway, sorry. The indictment unsealed Friday alleges that after the theft, thousands of dimes were converted into cash at coin machines in Maryland or through deposits. Um, uh, to at least four different suburban Philadelphia banks, the newspaper reported. The four Philadelphia men, 25-year-old Rakeem Savage, 31-year-old Ronald Byrd, 30-year-old Hanif Palmer, and 32-year-old Malik Palmer face conspiracy, robbery, theft of government money, and other charges. A super fog in Louisiana caused a multi-car pileup on Interstate 55 near New Orleans, Louisiana after severely lowering visibility according to police. The crash... I, I've never seen, this crash site is just unbelievable. Yeah, well, it was a crash site and then... A fire broke out, yeah. so it was like everything. Uh, the crash involved at least 158 vehicles. Uh, it occurred on Monday morning due to heavy fog conditions, according to Louisiana State Police. A stretch of Interstate 55, a 24-mile-long highway uh, near New Orleans, New Orleans uh, is expected to be closed for the foreseeable future, police said. Interstate 10 and Interstate 310 were also closed as a result of the crash. Seven fatalities have been confirmed and over 25 individuals were transported to area hospitals with varying degrees of injuries from critical to minor. Additional fatalities could be located once the crash scene The crash scene is completely cleared, police said. Uh, for hours after the crash, emergency crews worked to clear debris from both north and southbound lanes. A portion of the crash scene on 55 caught fire shortly after the initial incident. They had drone footage that was pretty amazing, but then they also had somebody had their cell phone out was uh, uh, getting video. So there's this thick fog and smoke and whatever, and then you see flames, you know, scattered throughout it. Crazy. Wow. Yeah, so like a su- nightmare. A complete nightmare. And then and then everything is so compacted. Clearly, people, 
you know, one of those cases where you can't do anything. You're right on top of it before you even know. Yeah. It. You even know it, yeah. Yep. The super fog was caused by smoke from marsh fires burning in the region, combined with dense fog developing in the area early Monday morning, bringing extremely low visibility. In some sto- some spots, visibility was near zero, creating dangerous driving conditions. Super fogs typically form when condensed water vapors mixes with smoke and moisture released from damp organic material smoldering from a nearby fire. Super fogs can be especially dangerous when they develop near and over highways. The National Weather Service issued a dense fog advisory for much of southeastern Louisiana on Monday morning. A South Jersey fire department cracked the case of a missing bell. The department posted on social media Monday that the bell has been located. The historic bell disappeared from the Pleasantville Fire Department last week. It's the department's original bell cast in 1903 by the Buckeye Bell Foundry. Recently, the department added a new hydrant and temporarily moved the bell. They placed it in a back alley and covered it thinking that it would be safe there when, mm. when firefighters who were planning to, uh, who were planning a new memorial went back to measure it this week it was gone the bell weighs a few hundred pounds and they used a front end loader to move it uh, to the other side of the building first responders feared it was stolen uh, to be sold for scrap since it was made of bronze but the fire department's facebook page announced uh, that they did find it and that they will release more information on what exactly happened to the bell later today. Kathy, they were apparently trying to sell it on the black market for for six tons of dimes? <laughs> no, really. Uh. I remember as a kid, uh, you know, being a little deviant idiot that I was of, of uh, stealing some things, you know, and then realizing, what do I do with this now? Now that uh, I have it. You know, uh, like a street sign or something like I that. I had a and hazard like- light on a, on a, like, a, you know, one of those setups that, you know, they'd, yeah. like, I had it in my bedroom. Yeah. Guess what you can't do when you have one in your bedroom? Turn sleep. <laughs> well, I I took an entire sawhorse yeah. um, with the light on <laughs> oh, it, it yeah. which was a barrier blocker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it in my basement. Oh. I could turn the light could on. Could you? I couldn't turn yeah, mine so, off. So you, well, you, you had to have a very thin piece of metal to stick in this little hole, and it would turn it on or turn yeah. it off, and it was super bright. It was a, you know, it was a, it was a strobe. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, after a week or so, I'm like, what What am I ever going to do with this? Why did I take this? And this is so stupid. There's no way to explain that around your parents. No. You know? Yeah, I don't know yeah. how they ever let me get away right, with it. Right, right, right. It was undeniably, you couldn't right. Where did not you get this? It. Yeah. Yeah, I found this. A friend. Yeah. I'm keeping it yeah, for a yeah. friend. It was here when we moved here. Yeah. <laughs> A friend's house Jesus. growing up, they had a traffic light in the hallway upstairs. One of the, there was like four boys and obviously one of them took it. I, I didn't realize. wanted a traffic they light. They don't look that big when you're in the car, no. right? They're I enormous. They're gigantic. They they're enormous. They are huge. And I don't think they realize how huge it was. Like uh-huh. it's, It was at the top of their stairs and it took up like the entire wall. It was yeah. enormous. Yep. Heavy as hell, by the way. And then yep. they didn't want to get rid of it because obviously. You get in trouble. You, yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. Saw, so then it just it lived in their house for years. <laughs> I was surprised because I grew up near 420 that those signs didn't just go missing all the time. Oh, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took an entire street sign pole and everything. It was <laughs> it was cut. It was it was already on the ground. Like right. they were going to be replacing it. But sure. I'll never forget it. I'm like I'm taking that. Uh-huh. And it was like you know cool seven feet tall, <laughs> and it had the the cross signs were Matador and Toreador were the names <laughs> of the streets, <laughs> and it had both the green big green street signs on the top and I put it in my I, I lived in the basement at that point in my <laughs> life so I had room basement. for it.
What an idiot. Uh, yeah, because at a certain point, you're like, what, what am I going to do? do yeah. this? People yeah. are going to come over and they're going to be like, dude, that's whoa, so cool. Did you get that? In your mind is, someone else is going to take it. Yeah. I better get it now. <laughs> Man. <laughs> so don't steal. No. That's the moral of the story this morning. Yeah. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> Mm, the Phillies lost to the Arizona Diamondbacks 5-1 in last night's Game 6 at the ballpark. What the f*** is this? Tommy Pham and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. hit back-to-back home runs, and Merrill Kelly struck out eight before his exit to help Arizona force a Game 7 with the win. Kelly and four relievers combined to shut down the Phillies' offense as Arizona's bullpen didn't allow a runner to reach second. What the f*** is this? Game 7 is tonight in South Philly. Ranger Suarez will get the start for the Phillies. Brandon Fott will pitch for the Diamondbacks. The game, uh, which will be the Phillies' first Game 7 in franchise history, will begin today at 8.07. And last night's Game 7 in the ALCS, the Texas Rangers won 11-4, ending the Astros' season in Houston. The road team won every game in the ALCS. Adolis Garcia homered twice and drove in five runs as the Rangers reached their first World Series in 12 years. Corey Seager got the Rangers started with a long home run in the three-run first inning. Nathaniel Lowe also went deep to give Texas one of six major league teams without a World Series title. It's first birth in the Fall Classic since consecutive trips in 2010 and 2011. In Monday Night Football, the Vikings beat the San Francisco 49ers 22-17 to last night in Minnesota. Kirk Cousins connected with Jordan Addison for two first-half scores. Cameron Bynum intercepted Brock Purdy twice in the fourth quarter, and the Vikings held on for the win. The Tennessee Titans are trading all-pro defensive back Kevin Byard to the Eagles. The Eagles will be sending the Titans a 2024 fifth and sixth rounder and safety Terrell Edmonds. The trade is a homecoming for Byard, who was born in Philadelphia and named Named former Eagle great Brian Dawkins as one of his favorite players. Since being drafted by the Titans in 2016, he has 27 interceptions, was named a first-team All-Pro in 2017 and 2021, and finished the 2022 season with 108 tackles and four interceptions. He has 47 tackles in six games this season. And the Flyers, who are 3-1-1 after five games, are on the road tonight with the game in Las Vegas against the Golden Knights. The puck will drop at 11 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, uh, Kathy. So we wake up on a Tuesday morning after, well, let's just say it, a good old-fashioned ass-kicking last yeah. night. It happened, you know, and it's uh, sometimes you, got, you gotta wake up and lick your wounds and move on, and hopefully uh, something great happens tonight. We'll see about that, but we welcome your friend. Um, we have some stuff happening on the program today. We are going to be playing for you around 9 o'clock, brand new Green Day this morning. Yes. Yeah. song is called The American Dream, and we will definitely let you take a sample of that and see what you think about it and uh, just get yourself set for it. We also have uh, Tattoos Day taking place. We have a chance for you to win a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. So go ahead and get started. Text the word tattoo to 39333 and then just uh, step away and you may win. We'll see what happens later on. Plus, as far as giveaways goes, we have Ember's Smokehouse and Pap. They are stopping by 
website today. And you'll find them on Butler Avenue in Chalfont. And their website is emberssmokehouseandtap.com. So I'm sure they'll bring some yummy food and some gift cards and things for you to hopefully walk away with this morning. So hang out. Why don't you? We're going to come back in a moment. The entertainment report, of course, is on the way with a stupid question and more stuff to give to you. So we'll spend the next few hours together getting set for the day. Stay put. We'll be right back. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swooping and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, for a stupid question, we're going to give away a pair of tickets to see Stavros uh, Hilkias, who's going to be playing at the Met on November 4th. And the stupid question we'll give away is, or we're going to ask is, what is frozen to make dry ice? Mm-hmm. 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know what is frozen to make dry ice. I'll mention some birthdays. We're waiting for those calls to come in. Just a few today. Uh, we'll start with the fact that on uh, October 24th, Drake turns a year older. Super uh, successful wealth. He started he's, on a uh, on a t- TV yeah, Degrassi show, right? High, Degrassi yeah, High. Yeah. But he's super prolific, man. He's got a brand new album that just came out. Like, and uh, and a lot so of it I, sounds so so similar. Oh, it does. It does. But I mean, it doesn't. You know, I mean, yeah. he's still like. Ranking them out, and they're still all quality stuff. But like, my son uh, played me some stuff. Uh, I guess it was last week off his new album. Like, I'm like, didn't he just have a new album? Like, yeah. yeah that, I, I mean, when you're cranking it out that much, it makes you wonder how much time is being spent on it. But doesn't he? He doesn't he own like a full commercial jet? Isn't that his form Probably. of transportation? Yeah, I, I know he's rolling like a, in money. Yeah, yeah. You could put a gun to my head and <laughs> play some music, and I could not tell you yeah. what is Drake and what is not Drake. It's just not in my realm. I yeah, just don't. Know it, but I do like Drake's cakes. The guy is insanely successful, and he is uh, turning thirty-seven years old today. So maybe he'll get a Drake's cake. I would love that Whoa. for his birthday yeah. today. Uh, Kevin Klein, the great actor, uh, is wow. He's seventy-six years old today. Uh, he and Phoebe Cates have been married for a long, Forever. long time. Yeah, yep, he's in so many great movies throughout the years. And we interviewed uh, John Cleese about uh, working with him on A Fish Called Wanda. Yeah, so good. Yeah, that's a, that was an amazing. 
amazing cast and a great The guy movie. Who, who's in that movie is in Sophie's Choice. Yeah. That's range. Crazy. 76 today. Uh, then another great actor, F. Murray Abraham. F. Him. <laughs> F. Murray Abraham. He got fired from uh, Mythic Quest. He did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do we ever, did you ever get any insight, Nick? Was, was it... It was uh, inappropriate behavior for an old man. All right. Yeah. Which is kind of like his character in White Lotus Season 2. Yeah. Uh, he just he, he was at an age where he, he is the way he is and uh, just uh, set in his ways and and kind of says inappropriate things from time to time and realizes that might not be. There, there is a time and place for that. And yes. sometimes you uh, forget there's a time and place now, for you that. You have to be at a certain age before people go, well, that's, that's just the age. Mm. But I don't think he's at that age yet. No. Where you um, can get away with it. He's 84. Well, maybe I mean, he is. Uh, but I tell you what, a movie I always go back to, and from time to time I'll just pull up clips on uh, YouTube because I love it so much, uh, is Amadeus. It's his Academy Award winning performance. Salgari. He was amazing in that movie. Uh, so happy 84th him. Uh, character actor B.D. Wong. Yeah. Uh, celebrates another year. We talked to him several, a few years ago because uh, we asked him about uh, Father of the Bride and Jurassic Park. I forgot what he was in at the time when he was promoting. He might have been... A- because he, he was also on Gotham, the series for a while. Ah, that oh, might have been it. He's also did, um, I think he's one of the procedurals, one of the Law and Order or CSIs. Okay. Uh, and I remember him in the movie The Freshman. Yep. Uh, he is uh, 63 today. And then the last birthday that I saw this morning is uh, bassist Bill Wyman. Ah, Former member of the Rolling Stones. You have one of the most wild meeting stories with him. Yeah. At the base of the stairs at Y100. It was in media, and I was just going about my business, walking down the stairs, literally kind of (laughs) doop-de-doop-de-doo, just kind of stepping down the stairs. And I almost bump into somebody at the bottom of the stairs, this very short gentleman. And I look at him, and I'm like... That is a Rolling Stone. <laughs> that is Bill Wyman. What in the F are you doing well, here? Because no one ever came out to media for the sh- oh, for, to wow. the station. We never got guests to come out and get interviewed. And not only that, we were a modern rock yeah. radio station with you know one of the all time one of the greatest rock and roll bands ever. Remember, yeah. uh, you know, showing up there was just out of the blue. But he was with uh, he was doing an interview with Sherry Stevens uh, from our morning show at the time, and because uh, she did like a. Um, a side uh, interview show, and uh, and he was there, and he had a book, and I was like, oh my god, it was so what? weird, yeah. But I wish I would, that nobody had. It was before digital cameras were all over I the place. You, you're Kenny Nice, and yeah. so I didn't get a chance to get a picture with him. I know, yeah, so, yeah. But uh, that would have been pretty cool. But he is uh, 86. Paul McCartney told me about you. Years old today, so happy birthday to him. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to this stupid question: What is frozen to make dry ice? Two one five. 263 WMMR. It is Dan that we'll check in with. Hey, Dan, good morning. Morning. All right, Dan, what is frozen to make dry ice? Carbon dioxide. Correct, sir. <laughs> Just a moment. We'll get your info. You're going to go see Stavros Kalkayas. Saturday, November 4th at the Met. And tickets for two shows that night are on sale now via Ticketmaster, by the way. All right, so there's a few celebrity stories, and we'll go through these. We'll start with uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, He agrees with his fans that there are a few things wrong with his new wax figure, which debuted at the Grevin Museum in Paris recently. I think he's right. Yeah. It looks weird. I mean... Listen, you always get an uncanny valley kind of thing when you look at the the, the wax figures, but some of them are really good. This one's just off. 
Uh, the Jumanji actor shared a video from comedian James Jefferson, who is criticizing the outcome uh, to Instagram on Sunday. So Jefferson says in the video, this is a wax figure of The Rock. You know, black-ass Samoan The Rock. <laughs> they turned The Rock into a pebble. They done turned The Rock into a vinyl rock or something like that. It looks like The Rock ain't e- It looks like the rock ain't ever seen a s- the sun a day in his life. He does. He bizarrely looks completely Caucasian. Yeah, the, the complaint is too pale. Uh, so, uh, and The Rock uh, belly laughed, said that he belly laughed when Jefferson joked, is that how y'all felt when you lost the Little Mermaid? <laughs> Referring to the backlash that Halle Bailey uh, <laughs> received for starring in the live action remake. Have you ever seen one uh, that, that just blew you away? Absolutely, like, several like, of them. Yeah, like at, at Trousseau's or some of them are just... Um, disturbingly accurate. Yeah, uh, we went to the the one on Hollywood Boulevard, and uh, there were some that were eh, oh, okay, yeah. but there are others that I'm like, that is, they nailed it. That was spot on. So and they can be impressive. The word is they don't use any, at least till a few years ago, weren't using like 3D mapping or you know all that stuff. They were doing it from. Paintings and drawings and photographs. Yeah, they, they use, uh, sometimes they'll bring them in and they'll use little calipers and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, just to get the measurements. Get the exact measurements of uh, the facial features. And then, uh, you know, sculptors are, are pretty amazing at what they can do. Uh, Johnson added in the caption, for the record, I'm going to have my team reach out to our friends at uh, Grevin Museum in Paris, France, so that we can work on updating my wax figure here with some important details and improvements, starting with my skin color. So they may work on that. Mary Lou Retton is home from the hospital. Uh, the gymnast, uh, her uh, daughter, uh, McKenna Kelly, daughter had posted on his daughter's Instagram on Monday and said that the former Olympic gymnast has been released from a Texas hospital following a multi-week bout with a rare form of pneumonia. She wrote, "Mom is home and in recovery mode. We still have a long road of recovery ahead of us, but baby steps." She said, "We're overwhelmed with the love and support from everyone. Grateful uh, doesn't scrape the surface of the posture of our hearts." Uh, it was nearly two weeks ago. Kelly had first shared the news uh, that her 55-year-old mother was hospitalizing, hospitalizing, quote, fighting for her life. Uh, in a statement to people at the time, uh, Shayla Kelly, uh, Sheffer, who is uh, Retton's eldest daughter, said the family's number one concern was the well-being of our mom. Uh, as fans flocked to the fundraising page, which raised more than $459,000 as of Monday, uh, McKenna and her sister provided updates on their mom's condition, which improved and then endured a scary setback. While the family has been excited by Retton's progress, uh, Sheffer revealed that the gymnast's road back to health has not been straightforward. In addition to McKenna and Shayla Retton and her ex-husband, Shannon Kelly, shared daughters Skyla and Emma as well. And on Monday, in her latest update, McKenna mm-hmm. underscored the family's continued gratitude. Well, that's good. Yeah, so she's doing better. And uh, But uh, she's not completely out of the woods, but it looks like things are heading definitely in the right direction. Jeremy Renner. Talk about a guy who bounced back. I mean, if there was a guy who looked like he was departing this world, it was him. He got run over by a, what, a 14 or however many tons uh, snowplow? Yeah. Uh, he might be putting out an album based on the tragic snowplow accident that left him with more than 30 broken bones on New Year's Day. He's got to title it Mr. Plow. 
Uh, the Avengers star announced the news with an Instagram post uh, sharing what looks to be an album cover. Renner wrote that the collection of songs follows, quote, different milestones in his journey of recovery. Uh, the title of the collection is called Love and Titanium, which stems from an interview that the actor gave to ABC News earlier this year. He said, I've lost a lot of flesh and bone in this experience, but I've been refueled and re- refilled with love and titanium. So yes. Going with that. We have a bit title. of it. <laughs> That's the title track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in his Instagram post, he added, Love and Titanium has been painful, deeply healing, and ultimately cathartic for me to create. And I hope I get the courage to share with you all. So we will see what all that entails. It's Mr. Plow. All right, so Paris Hilton has responded to sick comments about the size of her son's head. Thick. I feel bad for her. Yeah. This is, you, you don't need to do that. And yes, there are pictures of the kid and his head does look large. But it's Babies have big heads? It's an absolute baby. Uh, and even if it was an adult with a big head. <laughs> yeah. Know, leave that person alone. <laughs> for crying out loud, big heads unite. <laughs> Right? You would hate you. What? I can defense Big Heads Uniting. Oh. oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Paris Hilton addressed all the comments uh, that she received about her son Phoenix after she posted a photo of herself holding him to Instagram on Friday. I mean, the kid's he's, cute. On. he's a baby. Listen, yeah. and of course, it's in a gigantic head. No, the kid looks adorable. Uh, she said, There are some sick people in this world. My angel is perfectly healthy. And yes, of course, he has been to a doctor. He just has a large brain, she wrote uh, in the comments section. So. <laughs> No need to go after a baby, folks. Come on. Stupid baby. Jennifer Garner is grateful for her friendship with Reese Witherspoon. Oh, that's good. Isn't that nice? (laughs) That's pretty cool. This just said we're going to have to break away from that war coverage. Reese Witherspoon is grateful for her relationship with Jennifer Garner. Uh, so, uh, people report... I like to apologize uh, to Jennifer Garner <laughs> and her pool boy, Ben Affleck, for incorporating them into my fantasy life. We go down to cruising on the skull <laughs> outside the Pentagon. I apologize to anyone who's been offended by my fictional creations, Chrysogon, <laughs> the philosopher of evil, and the skull sealer. Uh, people report that uh, her recent uh, Shine Away event in Los Angeles, uh, the alias actress said, I think back to being pregnant. Uh, this this one, Witherspoon, was sit, uh, Reese was sitting with me. I uh, said, I think back to going through a very public, very hard moment in my life. She was right there. And the way I needed to get through it uh, was dance cardio. Dance cardio. And okay. I danced cardioed so hard we <laughs> broke her foot, but she kept going. I'd like to apologize to my dance cardio instructor. Uh, the 13 going on 30 <laughs> actress did not share what public moment she was referring to, but apparently it was a big Have you ever bonded with someone over dance cardio, Preston? No, I've not. Yeah, Kathy? I've not. I actually have been looking for a dance cardio class. There's none near me. There's a great studio out in Doylestown. Uh, that's too far. Um, so if you know of any dance cardio classes, let me know. However, Steve, I did make one of my best friends during Jazzercise. Jazzercise is brilliant. Yeah. So I have 
have a lifelong yeah. friend from Tai Bo Preston. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, we yes, all have yeah. our connections. I did, by the way, I did all those. <laughs> did you? Uh, oh, yeah. When when Tai Bo. When Suzanne Summers died, my friend, uh, uh, just like Arani saying, she messaged me because we did the Suzanne Summers diet. She goes, "What's next? What was Tai Bo's name?" Uh, Billy, Billy Blanks. Blanks. She goes, "What's next, Billy Blanks?" Right. <laughs> yeah. And follow that up with uh, sweating to the oldies. Yeah, yep. yeah, man. And flirty fit and flirty you know, fit. A few other ones. I didn't do sweating with the oldies, but my mom did. I remember okay. her doing that right in front of the TV. Uh, Pete Davidson isn't the only one moving on following his split from Chase Sui Wonders in late August. Page Six reports that uh, the actress was photographed linking arms with Stranger Things star Joe Keery uh-huh. in Manhattan on Sunday. How about that? Yeah. Was he having uh, Wetzel's pretzels? He was enjoying his Wetzel's pretzels courtesy of uh, Casey. Yeah. yeah. Casey had uh, was, couldn't stop going on with Joe Keery. Now get back to work. Yeah. He knew all about Wetzel's pretzels. It was a he brand did. new thing for me. Yeah. By the way, did you guys know he's a musician? I did. Yeah. Uh-oh. Caroline listens to his music all the time. I've uh, so Is therefore it good? I listen to his music all the time. Yeah, it's cool. It's not bad. I yeah. mean, so there's no hits, but it's kind of alt rocky, and and uh, he's he's pretty decent. Oh, there's alt rocky. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. I got my uh, eyeliner on, <laughs> and I'm listening to an album by Chris Gaines. <laughs> Uh, at one point, uh, she had her arm wrapped around his shoulder and showed him something. Don't harsh my buzz, bro. On her phone. So, apparently they're seeing each other. Is I All guess. Rocky and Emo Rocky the same guy? Same guy. <laughs> old Rocky. <laughs> I, I want to see, <laughs> see Old Mickey. <laughs> old, I'll pick you up and go to the cure concert. Old Mick. Well... <laughs> Uh, Netflix has dropped the official trailer for Squid Game, the challenge, the reality game show, oh. based on the hit Korean drama, and it came out on Monday. Did you watch the hit Korean drama? I did not watch okay. the hit Korean drama. No, I watched. Uh, yeah, I've seen clips of it. I know what it's about. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't. It was good. I wasn't dive into it. As blown away as a lot of people were by it. No pun intended. So you watch as four hundred and fifty-six contestants compete in Squid Game style challenges for a four point five million dollar prize. Wow. It's pretty damn good. Yeah. I want to see actual squid compete. Uh, Deadline reports that three contestants received medical attention while filming the red light, green light segment. Uh, But a spokesperson said all the appropriate safety precautions have been taken by production at the time. Are they actually shooting them? I don't think so. Is it it being filmed here or is it Korean? Uh, That's a good question. Yeah, it's. Uh, I believe it's in Korea. Uh, okay, well case. then there you go. That's why four point five million dollars. Because if you remember in Squid Game, the prize was like a billion won or won. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alternative Rocky here. Yeah, it's like a billion. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Case that it takes place. But listen, I've been wrong before, so no. Who knows? Yeah, just got a text. I was at the Semi Sonic concert. Semi Sonic. <laughs> It's a fake alt-rock. Of, uh, um, yeah. Robert Smith. Well, he's the cure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the cure. All right, so I think we might have audio of this. If not, see if we can get this over. But, uh, yeah, we do. Uh, so Britney Spears uh, had an audition for the leading role of Allie in The Notebook. And uh, the tape were shared online by the Daily Mail on Monday. 
And it shows the singer breaking down into tears as she performs a pivotal scene from the movie alongside Ryan Gosling. Is it good? Uh, apparently, she was fantastic in the uh, uh, in the audition process. I it was pretty good, according to the casting yeah, director. Yeah. Um, he said that uh, she beat out uh, several of the top female actresses at the time. Scarlett Johansson, Claire Danes, Kate Bosworth, uh, Jamie King, and Mandy Moore. They all auditioned for the role, but uh, Amy, I mean, um, Rachel. Uh, Rachel McAdams ended up getting the part. Are uh, you? That movie gets you. I mean, you can try to resist oh, yeah. it, but it's going to get you, especially in the wrap-up when you realize everything that's gone on. Um, it's been so long since I've seen it, but yeah, I remember enjoying it. It's a yeah. it's a great romance uh, film with a with a, a you with know, kaiju a twist to it. So, uh, but we have audio of this if you guys want to hear it. It's Brittany uh, playing uh, the role or auditioning for the role. No, I'm so confused. It may not seem like it, but I really am. For seven years, no matter what I did, I couldn't get you out of my mind. And then and then I met Luhan, and I told him I'd marry him, and I, and I want to marry him. I really do, but then I saw your picture in the paper, and I knew I had to see you again, because we never really finished things, not really. And now I'm here, and it's like, I feel so much, and all these adult feelings have come back, and... I don't know, but I still love Lon, and I, I'd never break off our marriage. I would never do that. But basically, all I want to do is crawl in a hole and stay there for the rest of my life. Will you tell me what I should do? Tell me. Should I leave before I make a freaking total mess of things, or just just stay here and absorb whatever time we have left together? Please, tell me what should I do. So apparently, yeah, they said the the casting director said she was fantastic. There you go. Uh, but um, Rachel was better, and obviously the right uh, actress for that. The rest is history. Yeah. According to the Hollywood Reporter, A.B. DuVernay's new film, Title Origin, will compete for all the major awards as an original screenplay rather than an adaptation. Despite previous reports, the film was inspired by Isabel Wilkerson's book, Cased, or Cast, I'm sorry, The Origins of Our Discontent, but it is not an adaptation of the book. Uh, King Richard actress uh, Anjanou Ellis Taylor is going to play Wilkerson in the film. Here's a little bit of um, uh, dirt for you. Uh, Terry Copley is denying John <laughs> Stamos's allegation that she cheated on him with Tony Danza. <laughs> right. The Full House actor never happened. Wrote about finding uh, Copley and Danza in bed together in his new memoir titled "If You Would Have Told Me." Uh, the pair were a couple in the '80s, and Stamos writes that he drove to the We Got a Made actress's house because he couldn't get a hold of her. What he found, he writes, was his worst nightmare. He said the blinds are closed, but the door is slightly open. I take a peek inside to see four feet protruding from a shabby, chic floral print duvet that once kept me warm. He said, uh, my tiny dancer is in bed with Mr. Portia Speedster. They are sleeping. I can't tell who he is, but I recognize Terry's ass barely covered by the sheets. Yeah, everyone. Copley said in a statement to people uh, that uh, they were broken up when this happened. So it happened, but they were broken up at the so time. So it's a chronological okay. dispute. Yes. Were they together or were they completely over and he just showed up? So she said, I wondered what was John doing there because we had broken up. He just looked at me, shook his head, and walked away. So apparently that happened. Sorry, she's my girlfriend now. But she was saying it wasn't <laughs> during a time when they were together. What do I know this? I mean, I'm, we're looking at a picture of her. She was on a a, a much maligned, short-lived show called We've Got a Maid. 
uh, or we got it made, and uh, uh, she was a Playboy Playmate, and the oh. show was just a disaster for NBC. Ah, oh, okay. And so that's where she's from. But it was, so it was she went running, a flash in the pan. She went running to Tony Danza. I can help you. And apparently it was uh, love forever after that. Stamos, though, for, for as good-looking a guy as he is, he's lost some... Rebecca Romaine. Yeah. All right. Terry Copley. Yeah, yeah. He's had his he's had his heart broken. He has. The poor, poor guy. Poor guy. Wow. Oh. I had one final story. You guys are going to like this. Uh, Poisons, frontman, Brett Michaels, good friend of ours now. Yeah. Heard a story about a dog named after him in Nebraska and reportedly reached out and adopted the animal. Ah. Was the, it at a shelter? The Nebraska Humane Society recently posted a story about a six-year-old husky named Brett Michaels. <laughs> Uh, three kittens were brought into the rescue recently. Two of the three were doing well, but one of them had signs of flea anemia. The kitten needed some blood, but transfusions are normally hard for cats because they do not have a universal type of blood. Brett Michaels, the dog, had his blood work done earlier that day, so he became a candidate to help out the cat. Uh, the canine blood could be used for transfusions for cats, apparently. Uh, the Humane Society said even with the first round of transfusion, the kitten started to show signs of improvement. And the Former fun man of poison, Brett Michaels himself, got word of the dog, Brett Michaels' story, and contacted the Nebraska Humane Society to adopt well, him. matters of blood, right? So Brett Michaels has been dealing with diabetes all of his life yeah. and has had transfusion, so this is the perfect animal for him. So the Nebraska Humane Society said on their Facebook page, uh, we can't wait to see how he thrives in his new home. We just hope it doesn't get too confusing when someone tells Brett Michaels to fetch. So isn't that nice? Well, what you do then if you're running some sort of shelter? around the country start naming your intakes after rock stars. Yeah, you'll uh, you'll get them <laughs> right? taken care of like Mike. This is Mike Reno. <laughs> Alright, we're ready for the clips now. The plus one is about a woman who plans her destination wedding, but her carefully laid plans are thrown into disarray when her man of honor brings his ex from hell. Here, director Eric White talks about the inspiration behind this film. It's just, it's what makes this different is, for one, it's 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 a wedding rom com, but there's always that person, that person in every group and every clique and every party who you know they don't they mean well, but they're going to do the wrong thing, they're going to say the wrong thing. So I just wanted to see that in this type of domain and this type of paradise, throwing a monkey wrench into the whole situation. That's why I loved it. It's a fun movie. I don't give a. F- the Plus One is currently available to rent or buy on digital platforms. Here's our next clip. Haunted Mansion. The story of a single mom who hires a tour guide, a psychic, a priest, and a historian to help exercise her newly bought mansion after discovering it is inhabited by ghosts. Mm. In this clip, director Justin Simeon talks about his thoughts on the poor reviews. It's a bummer, to be honest. Like, it's a bummer to feel like people don't get something that you're, you're doing and that you've worked so hard on, but I don't typically read my own reviews, but on this one, I read a couple of them, and, I, and it, it felt like they were maybe, I don't know, I wasn't quite sure what movie they were talking about all the time. Um, it, it felt like um, it felt like there were some other things going on in those reviews. How scared! Uh, 
Haunted Mansion is now available on 4K Ultra HD, Blu-ray, and DVD to stream on Disney Plus as well. It was a bit of a bomb. I think it came out at a bad time. Yeah, yeah. it didn't come out at Halloween. Halloween, yeah. I mean, it's out now. I started watching it. What um, think? I, I was enjoying it. I mean, I, I watched it as I was falling asleep, and I fell asleep. So, something I got to go back to. Also, man, that Goosebumps looks like it's a lot yeah, of fun, yeah. too. I, I'm going to jump with uh, Justin Long. Yeah. I'm going to jump in this weekend and see, because it's getting pretty good reviews. The first one, the, the Jack Black movie, was great. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. So. But this is a series. A I, series, I, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. All right, so that is the Entertainment Report. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment or two and hang out for the day. Don't forget, we have New Green Day to play this morning. We're going to do it as we get closer to 9 o'clock. It's called The American Dream. So get ready to hear that today. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR. Preston and Steve's Dorm Decor TikTok Tour is your shot at $1,000 in crisp college cash. Thanks to our friends at College Ave Student Loans. Whether you've got a nifty knack for making a dorm room look like a posh Hollywood apartment or maybe more of a pizza box and rock band poster vibe, show us. Make a short video. Start off with a, hey, Preston and Steve, and show off your decked out dorm room. Enter at our contest page at WMMR.com by 11 a.m. on November 7th. Then, we'll put them up for a vote to see who wins. Preston and Steve's Dorm Decor TikTok Tour. Presented by College Ave Student Loans. A better way to pay for college. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your school. We'll do some giveaways later on Ember's Smokehouse and Tap has arrived. And, Smells uh, good. Casey was going on about uh, the cornbread. There's a couple good cornbread uh, clips we should get from the Green Mile. Oh, yeah. I want it with a little cornbread. <laughs> um, There's another one where he says, smelling me some cornbread. Ooh. There's a Dave Matthews band song called Cornbread. Is there? Yeah, it's kind of like a southern jam. <laughs> I was watching Dave yesterday. I was surfing the channels, and because of when Dixie was on, and oh, I've, yeah. never, oh, yeah. I've never seen that movie. It's a good movie. It's cute. And I, I came in in the middle where, it, so he's apparently an ex-con, and yeah. uh, he was like wrongly arrested or something like that. And I was like, man. Dave? I think that was his first movie. Yeah, it was a sweet little character he was playing. Because he shows up in like Sandler movies from time to time. Little Nicky. Yeah. He's, he's like a white supremacist. Yeah, just yeah. go and with it. And Little Nicky? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, so there's like a... Uh, no, is it Little Nicky or is it the um, uh, uh, the one where he's the uh, the Mossad? Yeah, just uh, you don't mess with his own. Don't mess with his own. Oh, I never yeah. saw that movie. Yeah. Okay. So he, yeah, he's he's in that. Okay. And it, of course, he's in. Uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry too, which Sanders in that too. Which is, <laughs> he doesn't have any dialogue. He just is a shop. He's your man. He's a shop owner. Uh, but uh, yeah, Dave's uh, solid. So yep. all right. But anyway, a song called Cornbread. You Cornbread. Say? Cornbread. Right. Well, we'll do. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Never left I thought you said rye bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Preston, there's a picture of him on the uh, screen there. All right. Uh, and, so uh, don't mess with his own hand. We'll do, uh, we'll do some giveaways with those guys. They brought by some $50 gift cards, and uh, they are in Chalfont, in case you are interested. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, rather than just sit and chit-chat about cornbread, <laughs> it's time for Totally Presbo. Totally Presbo. <laughs> totally Presbo. New feature here on Don't the we have a, Steve Show. I think we have a graphic. Yeah, there we go. Totally Presbo. All oh right, which means uh, stories that just kind of reached out and touched me. Totally uh, Presbo. Yeah. So. Totally Presbo. So I read this story uh, yesterday. The Maverick, the Maverick Godfather of bungee jumping. Yeah. Passed away. Uh, he died. Uh, he took the world's. <laughs> 
bungee jump leap, clutching a bottle of champagne, and he did it without testing the rope. You'd have to have some huge balls to oh, do yeah. that. So this I was, won't do it now. This guy was uh, a pretty wild person. David Kirk was his name. Uh, he was, Jerkwood. Uh, he was uh, born in 1945, the eldest of seven children, and he birthed the worldwide phenomenon some 34 years later on April Fool's Day when, dressed in a top hat and fresh from an all-night party, he and his friends decided to bungee jump from the Brist- from Bristol's Clifton Suspension Bridge. Uh, this is a- he's English, by the yeah, way. Yeah, English. Bungee jumping was uh, but one extraordinary stunt uh, pioneered by Kirk and his friends in the name of good fun. Uh, against the bleak backdrop of the 1970s, Britain, Kirk and several friends co-founded the Dangerous Sports Club. Oh, they're kind of like their version of uh, the the Jackass guys. Kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, only a little more regal. Yeah. Uh, a group Jack imbeciles. Uh, largely based in Oxford and London, uh, they gained notable attention in the ensuing decade for their daredevil activities, often donning top hats and coattails and swigging champagne while they were doing this stuff. So what was the original bungee cord made of? So I'll explain. So the idea for the bungee jump had been inspired by a rite of passage on the island of uh, Vanatu. We talked about this. Known as land diving, which uh, young men leap from high towers and use vines to break their fall before landing on on the ground. Uh, so uh, it was in 1974 that uh, the late Queen had visited the Pacific Island. Uh, somebody actually died while she was there doing this. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Uh, that same year, Kirk and his you friends decided to attempt a similar feat instead using elastic ropes that were used to help fighter jets land on aircraft carriers. Uh, which is pretty smart. I, um, That's the, what they use. The actual natives who started this, though, they uh, the ones who do it and do it well, it's pretty impressive to see because they actually make contact. They hit the ground. They hit the ground. Yeah, Kirk said in 2019, we hadn't tested it or anything like that. We were called the Dangerous Sports Club and testing it first wouldn't have been particularly dangerous. Uh, he said, I was confident, though. We had some very clever guys with us. Alan Weston uh, went on to be the head of development at NASA. Is that Bill's British cousin? And they told me that it was going to be okay and uh, they had worked out the false extension curves of these ropes. Being the first of his friends to jump that morning while police officers uh, were staking out the bridge on the advice of concerned friends and family members and briefly wandered off. Kirk later recalled when the other guys came down, I thought, whoopee, nobody's dead. <laughs> we guess what we get to do. And it was a sort of fairly casual, easygoing recklessness. Uh, American novelists would call it the uh, innocence of youth, but there it was. And while police arrested the group and took them to cells, Kirk recalled that the bemused officers had brought us in half drunken bottles of wine that we left at the bridge and uh, we were fined or something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong. So at the beginning of bungee jumping, was it was it pursued more as kind of a, a sport rather than a like an attraction or a fun thing to do on vacation? Or I, It was more just a stunt. More like a stunt than, than yeah. a sport. Yeah, they were, they were just doing it to, to be outrageous. Have you ever seen the guys who, and this is another uh, facet of this type of thing, who actually use just regular rope? No. And they'll jump off oh. You know what it's I'm talking like, yeah, about? Yeah, they do it like it's like an African culture thing, right? But, but, um, but no, it's, we it's, were already talking about yeah, that. Yeah, but, no. but it's no, but it's ported over into. So what they'll do is they'll stake a um, like the rope into stone on a cliffside, and they'll kind of measure the jumping distance. They'll go running out, 
jump and let the rope become taut and swing them around. So there's no play in the rope whatsoever. Right. But they're basically doing the same thing as bungee jumpers. Uh, no. It's I've pretty wild. Far uh, more dangerous. So soon afterwards, the Dangerous Sports Club carried out bungee jumps from the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, performed a televised jump from the Royal Gorge Suspension Bridge in Colorado. Have you ever? Uh, yeah, yeah. You done a bungee jump? Yeah, scared the hell out of me. Of course, if you just like terrifying. skydiving. Yeah, it was it was terrifying. Uh, I did that one time, <laughs> once. Uh, and as I jumped off, it took me a little while to yeah. to get to get the courage to actually take the leap. And when I did, I was like, as soon as I went off, I'm like, oh, this is a bad idea. That's <laughs> the common right the response. People go, oh, I shouldn't have done this. Uh, but some people love it. Some people absolutely love it. But uh, I, yeah, I had my fill. Do you know what blew my mind was Christ. Um, Burt Kreischer's swing was at the O2 Arena where he he did a, a, a huge bungee jump and swing. No, it was it was an outdoor place, right? Was right. it like Wembley? Might have been o- Wembley. O2 is an in, in indoor. Oh, place, you're right. right? Yeah, yeah. might have been Wembley. Uh, Kirk and the growing membership of the Dangerous Sports Club would go on to perform a host of mind-bending stunts in locations across the world. Uh, these would include Kirk sliding down the slopes of uh, St. Moritz on a grand piano and an aborted bid to fly a car across Tower Bridge's open drawbridge. Oh, uh, members of the group catapulted themselves off cliffs, jumped off of Cheddar Gorge, and hang glided into 5,000 feet over uh, a 5,000 foot cloud over Mount Kilimanjaro. Man, that's risky stuff. While the club's membership peaked in the 1980s, Kirk and his friends continued to push boundaries. In 1986, he was sponsored by Foster's Logger to fly across the channel, tied to a kangaroo-shaped cluster of helium balloons, leading him to be prosecuted for flying without a pilot's license. In a more tragic turn, though, of events, uh, two of Kirk's friends were charged with manslaughter and later acquitted over the death of a 19-year-old Oxford biochemistry student, uh, Kostadi Yankov, who died in 2002 after volunteering to be launched from a trebuchet. Oh, wow. And missing the safety net. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, that's outrageous. Uh, but this guy was a, uh, he, he lived a crazy life. How they did he die? He, he died, uh, I, I assume, of some type of cancer or something like that. But his friend had said that he would have been horrified to learn that he died peacefully in his sleep. <laughs> right, Or in right. his bed. He wanted to go out big. Yeah, but. Uh, I don't possess that. Risk. Have any of you? None of you. Have I used to the, the, a little bit, like want to yeah, be, I, you know, a bit of a daredevil. When or, I was young and dumb. Yeah, I did skydiving once. That was enough for me. I, I've never done bungee jumping. I like to try that. I want to try the thing where you get launched up, uh, like yeah, the, right. the slingshot thing. I've never done that either. I've done that. We had that at Maury's. Uh, do they? Okay. Yeah, you right. done a case? Uh, not at Maury's. I did it in Ocean City. What'd okay. you think of it? It was awesome. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's over and done with pretty quickly, but... Yeah. Can you compare uh, it to a, a roller coaster? Is it all like that, or is it a different sensation entirely? Different sensation entirely. Okay. Yeah. Because you're pulling a little bit of G action, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, and I did this, gosh, I don't even know, 25 years ago. All right. So... You were young, you dumb, and full of any, and, and it also lasts all of about two seconds. You know what I mean? So... Right. If you're lucky, you slap into a seagull. <laughs> yeah. Like that video. That's awesome. <laughs> so, this was the first person to ever bungee jump. Wow. David Kirk, and he just passed away. Uh, so, he was... How old was he? 77, I think I said. He's pretty young. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's go into something else. Yeah. Totally Fresbo. All right. The Boogeyman. Yes. 
There are boogeymen in folklore from around the world. So, you know, Michael Myers is the boogeyman. Oh. So, yeah, so that's, you remember the classic in the original Halloween, uh, Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis says he was the boogeyman, and Dr. Loomis says, as a matter of fact, he was. So you learn that this this is not just a, a man. He is the boogeyman. Okay. Uh, so the Toy Zone mapped out monsters from every country, from Canada's 7 o'clock man to Nepal's uh, Garama Pop. Well, that 7 o'clock man is scary. He shows up at 7 o'clock every oh. day. Now, what I don't have... All the stories of each of these boogeymen. There was a, uh, and and the story that I got this from is from one of those maps where you have to click. I, on the, I know it's because I can't print them up for. Uh, There's nothing on to here. share with you. There's nothing. On. <laughs> uh, and so I there. There are just tons of. Different I can't ones. read it. There's no. There's no words on it. Uh, in North America, <laughs> head to Nicaragua Nicaragua. Uh, tales of La Cigua. A cursed woman with the head of a horse. Wow. So uh, basically Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Mexico has uh, La Yorna. Sex in the city. L-L-O-R-O-N-A. Yorona, I guess is that. La Yorona. That's my Yorona. That's a ghost who wanders in search of uh, children. And here in the United States, they have written down the Jersey Devil as a type of boogeyman. Okay. I I, I'm, I love all these legends. Uh, do, you, do you dig this stuff? Or is it, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, it's yeah. cool. Uh, yeah. be, because also the similarity in as diverse as the cultures of the world are, yeah. they all tend to gravitate towards this, you know, similar things that frighten us. Right. As a species. Uh, in Senegal, the uh, Ninky Nanka. Here, little Ninky. That doesn't sound scary. Here, little Ninky. Come here, my little Ninky Nanka. Don't we sound like Carol Channing? That's right, I'm a Ninky. Ninky Nanka. Well, hello, Ninky. It's the Ninky Nanka. Ninky Nanka. That's not scary at all. It's a dragon-type creature who can cause illness uh, just by touching a victim. Oh, that's wait, that, that's like an X-Man. Who, who's that X-Man? Makes people throw up. You saw it in uh, Days of Future Past, I believe. Oh, people yeah. throw up? Yeah. I don't remember that one. Yeah. I okay. d- but that wasn't simply... He was using like a... That wasn't it. What Or was that just it? That he could make people vomit? I thought he had more of like a, a telepathic... Could command people to do things. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like I remember that scene where they go into the army barracks and they're trying to free those right. people that are in there, and then one person like touches or does something, and people mm. are like, and they. Yeah. Is that in a Deadpool two case? That, uh, Is that what that was? Yeah, uh, Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. Maybe I remember there's a character called Vertigo that could make you, you know. All dizzy, disoriented, yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, Ninky, the Ninky uh, the boogeyman himself was invented in 15th century England as a way to keep children from wandering off into the woods. So, and that all that is always effective. I like, for example, if you take like vampire lore, and um, and I think I mentioned this before in in um, in China, their their vampires hop like like. Almost like kangaroos. Oh, wow. You know, which is weird. And they don't drink blood. They drink the marrow from your bones. That's pretty disturbing. Okay. And and they're, um, and in fact, Mr. Vampire is is a series. I believe it came out of China. I'm not sure. I'm I'm getting a little bit of this wrong. But um, they're pretty much blind, but they can, they can sense your breath. 
So if you hold your breath, they have, they can't see you. I love it's kind of cool stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, yeah the boogeyman. Well, I was trying to think of there was another one. Oh well, Slenderman. Slenderman. I mean, so we have we have more recent boogeyman too. Yes, absolutely. Slenderman is is, is exactly. In fact, you know there was there was a, a murder. There was a, a, a yeah. teenage girls killed another girl yeah. because of the Slenderman myth. Yeah. So uh, they still exist and they still pop up in in popular culture. I thought the Jersey Devil lore was pretty cool about the you know the, the woman cursed her own child and yep. uh, and lived in the Pine Barrens and the baby turned into this winged thing and yeah still it, lurks to this day. There's a really good movie that came out might have predated Blair Witch or in and around that time called The Last Broadcast and it has to do with the search for the Jersey Devil. And, oh, yeah, yeah, and it but it's it's well done. All right, so uh, apparently they're all around the world. You can do a little search on uh, boogeymen around the world. That's Halloween appropriate. And there's some... Uh, right, I have another Halloween story, actually, uh, here on Totally Presbo, if you're interested in that. <laughs> totally it's Presbo. All right, but this is um, Halloween costumes. Uh, consumers are dropping more money than ever on Halloween this year's. Uh, with this year's total Halloween spending expected to reach total Halloween expending a record of twelve point two billion dollars. Wow! According to the National Retail Federation, uh, that figure is almost two billion dollars more than the ten point six billion that people spent on the holiday in twenty twenty two. Do you think it's just people chapping at the bit to get uh, back to full Halloween gusto? I guess so. Yeah. Probably Probably a little bit of that. Yeah. I would think so. Uh, people are dishing out a record amount of money on costumes as well. Spending uh, on adult, child, and pet costumes will reach $4.1 billion. That's nearly a billion dollars more than pre-pandemic spending. Uh, there are costumes that remain popular every year for adults like witches and vampires. Uh, this year, uh, uh, 5.8 million people are planning to dress as a witch and 2.4 million plan to dress like a vampire. Spirit Halloween, the large Halloween chain in the U.S. says uh, that what's hot in pop culture determines the most popular costumes every year. So a new girl in town uh, became the third most popular pick. Bar- oh, there's a lot of Barbie. ton of Barbie. I year. have to imagine there's a fair amount of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Yes. Uh, but that's really uh, kind of create your own costume okay. type thing as opposed to going out and buying a costume. Right, so the costumes are selling. But yeah, so these are the ones that are selling, but yeah, I would imagine uh, Taylor and, right. and, uh, and Kelsey are going to be the hot couple uh, costume this year. Uh, the Barbie movie is the highest grossing movie Kathy of the year. Kathy and Preston. Uh, what's that? That's a good costume, Kathy, Kathy and Preston. And Preston. Yeah. Uh, we'll make succulents yeah. together. Ooh. <laughs> uh, so about 1.8 million people are planning to dress up as Barbie this year. Uh, for other most popular costumes uh, this year, um, Spirit Halloween is looking at Wednesday. Uh, yeah, and the wow. Adams family in general, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, wow! Did they still have a? Uh, I guess that movie. Swing didn't a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, yeah the Seth Rogen film. Yeah, that stuff definitely informs a little bit of this. Uh, Any Oppenheimers? Um, no Oppenheimers. <laughs> uh, when it comes to costumes inspired by iconic eras, last year 1980s costumes were among the most popular. Uh, but this year, it's about tie-dye, bell-bottoms, and fringe dresses ah. from the 1970s. That's pretty wild. Apparently. Steve, I was thinking about you. I, I took a walk this weekend, and um, uh, there's an, a neighborhood adjacent to mine, and there are a few houses that are over-the-top, but awesome. You know, I they love look it. look really cool. Yeah. Uh, but it made me a little sad, because there's a point in your life in where your kids stop doing trick-or-treating, and 
and Ben probably stopped four or five years ago. And, uh, you know, just recognizing that's never going to happen again sucks. So because I'm perpetually an imbecile and a, and a five-year-old, I, I, to <laughs> me, setting that stuff up. Well, it brings joy to a lot of other people. The, the neighborhood really, and it's funny, uh, you know, what's really funny is that we have a, a little uh, neighbor girl, you know, sweetest little girl, you'd think she'd be into the most, you know, you know, just delicate stuff. She loves the horror stuff. And I, I go, Kathy, you've been to the house. Yeah. I go a little harder with the uh, with the zombie stuff. And it's the kids that love it. Like last year, I have pictures. It looked like, you know, the, the line outside of a, of a top nightclub to get up to to the house to collect candy and people were coming from all around and it was it was such a such a cool thing to me there was that transition where you were trick-or-treating and then you were the candy dispenser at home which was such a cool thing you know seeing everybody guessing costumes Mm -hmm. i I love this whole thing if so in the monster category in the paranormal if you were to dress as a as a uh, as a monster what would you go with uh, me? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I I, I don't well, you, really you, you dive more, into that world. You're more comical, uh, right? Or yeah, I, I never really got into the monster thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I haven't really given it much thought because you um, used to do. You and Caroline would do. You know, yes, we would do. Costumes. We would do a uh, um, a couple's costume, a, a father daughter costume thing. But we haven't done that in a few years, and that sucks. She turned to you and said, "It's over, old man. It's dead. We're dead." Um. I don't know. But what about you? So I was always Wolfman. You know, and then then. Then I started to do my own zombie makeup, my own decrepit, and I got pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, that uh, I tend to, <laughs> much to uh, to uh, Claire's chagrin, I tend to go obviously more horror, yeah. and she likes Raggedy Ann and Andy and all right. that. And I'm like, <laughs> not quite the same thing. And you guys dress up. Not this no. year. Yeah. No, I like when, when Ben stopped doing it to me, uh, and I'll give out candy, but there, our neighborhood is a cul-de-sac, so we don't get a ton of visitors stopping by the house. You know what I saw? I saw some really inventive costumes going into the Shamuin event this year that none of us were invited to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not into it like we used to be. I'm not. It really doesn't do much for me anymore. I mean, I would if I was like invited to a party or something like that to but, dress up. Yeah, yeah, but not just not on Halloween. You're not just gonna sit in the house. No, in yeah, costume. my costume. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, Preston, is your neighborhood still happening? You still get a lot of kids. Oh my god, okay. yes, it's mobbed. Yeah. It's a crazy night in the neighborhood. I got so many kids in our neighborhood, and people come from other neighborhoods and because yeah. there's like 300 houses yeah. in the neighborhood. It's a gold so. mine. Yeah, my wife will buy the initial run of candy, and she'll bring it home and I'll chuckle and then I go out and get a whole bunch and uh. hide it in the trunk <laughs> because I know that we'll get especially if the weather is good yeah. we'll get well, I've shown you guys the videos of the, the golf carts that come through my neighborhood right? I love it. All, the, all the lights on them I want to get music one. playing and all that stuff but it, but it's like a now it's like it's like you live in the villages uh. <laughs> it's just like everybody's got a golf cart and they're driving around but um, so the most popular costume this year for children is Spider-Man 2.6 million planning to dress as a superhero isn't Spider-Man the most popular of the comic book superheroes uh, I don't in know. comic book sales. Not true. Nope. Yeah, uh, and also they've seen a huge rise in Bluey oh, as a yeah. as a, it's a sex act. No. no oh no. Oh, is that a character? Um, what's Bluey? It's uh, for it's little kids. It's like very popular among the, the younger. Is kids. Is that the Australian right? show? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, and it, Kathy, it's um, it has a lot of appeal for adults too. There's humor for kids and adults. Yeah, but I, the, I think that the rise in the popularity is because of the the kids. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. but I'm, what I'm saying is that the parents pick up on it, and they yeah. the parents will watch it with their kids because it's funny for for both. Like a SpongeBob dynamic. Yeah, yeah. And my um, my neighborhood, we don't get many trick or treaters, but there is a um, 
There's like a changing of the guards, so there is a bunch of little, new kids coming new, in, new kids and They're little kids and stuff. So adorable, and I love that. And they, they, there's this uh, this one couple. They and uh, the kids, you know, a couple of years older now, but they made his like little power wheels into a mail truck. Oh, I and love he dressed that. like a mailman, and I he delivered that. mail to everybody that he was trick or treating oh, from. It was that's adorable. adorable. <laughs> yeah, it's wow. so it is so magical. It's such mm-hmm. a cool thing. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I I can go back to the time where. When I was trick or treating, and uh, it, I know, like in some communities, it was like as soon as you got home from school, you went out and trick or treated. That was us, Casey. We had to wait until the sun went down. No effing way! Mm-hmm. It'd be like trying to hold a velociraptor back. <laughs> We'd be out the door and going. Uh, speaking of Bluey, the dog, uh, the past few years have seen a boost in popularity for pet costumes. The top three costumes for pets are pumpkins, hot dogs, and bats. You press, you saw the uh, costumes where it looks like the uh, when the dogs are running. Uh, it's Chucky. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. Just outstanding. They, your dogs would look great in those. Their arms move back and forth, <laughs> and it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Uh-huh. I couldn't stop watching yeah, that. If you're seeing it from the front, it yeah. looks like some sort of bizarre little creature. There's another one I saw where it's so that he's holding scissors. There's another one where he's holding a, <laughs> uh, a knife up in the air, and it looks like it's he's slashing <laughs> yeah. as the the dogs are running. And the it's dog hilarious. Had, of course, blissfully unaware of what they what they look like. Yep. Did you see there was there was information that was released? I forget who who did the survey, but how much Americans spend on animal costumes? Uh, yes, you actually, have I have it. Kathy, here. I did bark in the park on Saturday, and and one of the big thing is they have like a, a six tier pet costume contest, and you know, of course, I'm, I'm I'm talking in the voice of the pets who are miserable that they're in these costumes, but they look adorable. I don't know how much is spent, but it's gone up by two hundred million dollars. Uh, yeah, okay, two hundred million. Dollars. Up by that. Yeah. I have it here. So uh, Americans spend an estimated $700 million on pet <laughs> costumes. Yep. Uh, and that's compared to uh, the $1.2 billion spent on children's costumes, $1.7 billion on adult costumes. Wow. Wow. All right. Uh, so get yourself set for Halloween. We're going back to Totally Presbo. Totally Presbo. I wanted to mention this. Today... October 24th is National Baloney Day. He doesn't stand for baloney. Thank you. All right, where do you stand on baloney? And I love it. Do you? I love it, and I and I don't ever eat it. Uh, I, I used to... And you remember we had Nick Elmy in here because yeah. McElwain had never had a fried bologna sandwich. So both me and Nick Elmy made our own <laughs> fried bologna sandwiches. It was good. Nick. Aren't they good? Yeah, I tell that, you was, that. that was the first and last time I had bologna. Like, I just... I, it's not that I don't like it. It's fine. It's just yeah. not my lunch meat of choice. Yeah, I think you, you... So fried is the only... I think that works for bologna. Otherwise, just... I told you that I ate bologna for the longest time mm. confused with liverwurst, mm. thinking it was liverwurst, which Ooh. I preferred. I hadn't... I haven't had liverwurst in such a long time. I remember enjoying that quite a bit. I did. I used to enjoy it a lot, but I ate bologna because I'm such a moron. I thought that was... Uh, but but the notion of fried bologna sandwiches? Yeah. Yum. Very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we... I, you know, my, my dad that was the one who made who packed our lunches for us right. when we growing up, and so sandwiches was that the standard for you guys? You guys, ham and cheese sandwich, salami oh, yeah. sandwich, uh, 
peanut butter and jelly, yeah, yeah, liverwurst, like yeah. but, you know, and then throughout junior high, believe it or not, it was pretty much a pickle and iced tea. Yeah, I, I just, I loved those, and, and I loved lunch meat. Like, yeah. I haven't had a nice imported cooked ham sandwich <laughs> in a long oh, time. ham and Swiss used yeah. to be my jam. Yeah, but the ham's got to be, like, thinly sliced. Right like with you. That. The mutton yeah. is nice and lean. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, nice piece fruit. What kind of fruit? Uh, what kind of uh, mustard you going with there? Well, it it depends on which meat I'm going with. Right? Ham, ham and Swiss. Ham and uh, I don't do Swiss. Oh, ham and Just, uh, ham and American. Okay, we're in America, Jeff. Ham and Swiss. I would do. Believe it or not, I would do. I would do mayonnaise. Yeah. Uh, though no. I, though I could no. I, I could do yellow uh, yellow mustard. I, I like mustard. I think yeah. I prefer the golden spicy mustard. Yeah. Yeah. But I would. You know, if we only had yellow mustard, I'd do it. You no, ain't mad at that. Yeah. Um. Uh, make yourself a sandwich. Yeah. You ought to do it. Salami haven't had in a little while. Don't like salami. No? Yeah, I always hated salami. You know what it was always like far superior uh, than just the prepackaged stuff was the uh, deli, deli sliced pepperoni. Deli like sliced big, big pepperoni. Big old, like, you know. Really? Diameter. Is there much sliced... difference between that and salami? Oh, yeah. Pepperoni and salami? Thinly yeah. sliced deli pepperoni versus a salami. There's not a ton of difference, is yeah, there? Yeah, there is. Oh, yeah. It's way different. Big time. Yeah. I think you're wrong. Way different. We'll do a blind <laughs> taste test. Dave and Nick realized he was living a lie. Uh, no, because I like both of them. Uh, you're, uh, pepperoni, I guess, is a little... Spicier, spicier, maybe? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Although sometimes you get salami that has whole uh, peppercorns in yeah, there, yeah, and you bite into one of those, it's like, woo, yeah. Uh, so sometimes, so it's actually bologna. Oh yeah, he doesn't stand for bologna. <laughs> uh, some it's spelled sometimes bologna, b a l o n e y, since that is how many people pronounce it. However, it's more common spelling is b o l o g n a, and they uh, it's because it originated in the city of Bologna, Italy. Of course. Ah. And this type of sausage is similar to the Italian mortadella. It was like where a uh, cheesesteak Italy is where the cheesesteak came from. The well, finely ground pork or beef sausage or a combination is smoked and cured. In Italy, though, bologna includes a variety of spices not found in American bologna. In fact, <laughs> in the United States, regulations require that American bologna be ref- finely ground and without visible lard pieces. Because when you get the real Italian right. bologna, there are big white chunks in there. Where's my lard? And that's the lard. Okay. But it's all, it's in the same thing. It's just it's made differently. Are a majority of the deli meats um, Italian in uh, origin? I, I don't know. think so. You think? I mean, you're talking about bologna. Uh, then you but got you your don't salami. Stand for bologna. No, he doesn't stand for your, bologna. Uh, your cured meat. He doesn't stand for bologna. Anything that's like a dried or salted cured meat that sounds pretty Italian, right? Like a yeah. prosciutto, yeah. or a bologna or whatever. It's mm. a, it's as Italian as Gabagool. a downstairs kitchen. Gabagool. salami, uh, American. Uh, Bologna has to be, yeah, find the ground without lard pieces showing. It hardly resembles anything found in Italy. It can also be made from chicken, turkey, venison, or soy protein. Mm. So a bunch of different versions. But today is National Bologna Day. So do you think in, in if you were to go into any elementary school, would you find... Yeah. A lot of bologna sandwiches? I believe so. Okay. Yeah, think about it. I mean, it's still, it's uh, it's prominently on the shelves if you go into your, you know, refrigerated meat it, section. But I don't think anymore. I think that was like our day. You think so? I think so. Is bologna part of a uh, lunchable or snackable? Mm, yes. They I'm have pretty sure. Well, you they know, have a, a turkey question. one. They've got the pizza one. Uh, pizza one is just garbage. Garbage. <laughs> My so kids is love the turkey it. one. Yeah, yeah, no, the, the, the pizza, it's sushi pizza. Yeah. 
Well, now they have like Lunchables that are like made for like adults. Wait, oh, I was. They have like a like a, a healthier Lunchable. I yeah. got one time for Jason. He he looked at it. He goes, "What is this?" He didn't want anything. Kids to do with it. My face. Yeah. What are you doing to me, you banshee? <laughs> yes, there are lots of uh, bologna and Lunchables, according to this right. uh, nice. page that was just pulled up here. So yeah, yeah no, I, mean, I, th- I could be I could be wrong. I just always think of that as like our day. No, it's uh, look around in the grocery yeah. store. There's plenty no, no, of bologna mean, on the shelves. I don't mean not not. I'm, I know it's um, at the grocery store. I just don't. I didn't know like if families if were still feeding their kids. You know what that, though? You, know? you, you kind of have to uh, look at it like uh, the kids' palates, right? You can't look at it yes. from like right. the, adu- yeah. the adult palate, yeah. which yep. is like, dude, I'm not going to touch the bologna. But like, you're just trying to feed your kids something that they're going to eat. Yeah. Adults usually won't stand for bologna. <laughs> no, he doesn't stand for bologna. He doesn't stand for bologna. <laughs> Um, so anyhow, uh, celebrate National Bologna Day. Yeah. Can I do one more? Yeah. Totally Presbow. Totally Presbow. All right, so there is a new Tinder feature that allows parents to view and suggest potential matches. <laughs> oh, that's a uh, road to hell. It's called Tinder Mage- Matchmaker. Allows users to spend a link... This would be good for you, Kathy. He collects G.I. Joes. To send a link with up to 15 friends or relatives. And those friends or relatives have 24 hours to swipe right or left on a user's potential match. That's really funny. So you're polling your your peer group, your friends and family. Yeah. If you would you have ever in your life turned to your parents for dating advice? No. No. No, but if they liked if (laughs) your parents liked the other person, it made it stay away. No, it made it easier. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. You know what yes, I mean? If true. they liked the guy, you were like, oh, thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Steve, after I got divorced, I, uh, I dated a girl uh, a few times and I brought her to my, uh, meet my parents <laughs> and my mom didn't like her. And it was, oh. I don't think I ever shared this story with you guys, but my mom was just like, well, she was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was mm. the nicest was thing she the could same say. One oh, I, I don't like. eat, I don't like raisins no. in my meatballs. Oh, no, mm. no. Kathy wasn't that girl. Oh, okay. No, it was a different girl. The slut doesn't like raisins in her meatballs. There was a girl that I was kind of smitten with in high school and I, I tried and we almost we were so close to dating her parents loved me they and I think maybe they were pulling for you they were pulling for me they really were uh, touch his penis yeah at this point I had already been accepted into college I was a you know a year older than oh, her older and, man. this guy's yeah. going places yeah. <laughs> that no. sucks yeah I traditionally I think it worked against me I really do I'm, oh really yeah because yeah, they liked her, liked you, and she didn't. And then, like, uh, you know, this this guy's cool enough for my parents. Yeah, not really. cool for me. That's an interesting dynamic yeah. because I think some women or some when, you, when they're dating would prefer to have somebody who's a little bit rubs against right. the grain of the parents. And in sometimes case, your case, yeah, I, I would imagine that you were almost universally loved by the parents of whoever you were dating. Correct? Um. Well, one did, did anyone? Did you ever have a case where you were disapproved of? No. Right? Yeah, not by parents. No. Right. I can't imagine, I, I can't imagine that. No. ever disapproving of you. Yeah. Man, no, I don't know. I mean, listen, all, all of my neighbors hated my guts. <laughs> but, but you're not dating your neighbors. But I, well, yeah. Um, yeah, so, so yeah. but I'm trying to think. I'm like, no, so, I haven't. So, yeah, that means you probably were, because uh, that's essential, too, to have that game yeah. going as well, where you can, you can impress the parents. It was funny. The the other, this other girl that I dated uh, freshman year of college, like her whole family, they love me. I'd come over and they'd be like, hey, Case. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Hey. And he'd be sitting there in, a, in his underwear on the couch. I'm like, but 
his pants off. <laughs> Claire would joke that her, her her family loves me more than her, but they, they of course adore her. But I'm yeah. You know, yeah, and I love them. So you're right, Kathy, though, about making sure that that dynamic works out. Yeah, I know. I just know it. It wasn't. You didn't necessarily date because your parents like them. Right. But it just made it easier when they did. My mother's really into you. <laughs> no. Uh, so once the 24 hours are up after, you know, people can vote, uh, users can see who got mom's seal of approval and who got the boot. Uh, according to uh, uh, an official at Tinder, they said Tinder Matchmaker brings your circle of trust into your dating journey Ooh. and helps you see the possibilities that you might be overlooking from the perspective of those closest to you. Uh, the I feature really love your daughter. is now available yeah. in the UK, the US, Australia, Brazil, Canada, and some other countries as well. It's a pleasure to meet you, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I have some sort, of, some sort of thing there going on in your chest. I have a, I have a doctor look at that. How many tests? Uh, yeah, I have, uh, and you have three. T- oh, that was your greeting statement. <laughs> Um, well, now that your scrotal abnormality is not interesting fodder for conversation, but we were talking with our pastor. <laughs> uh, sometimes you just got to share the three testicles. <laughs> I got a good ice breaker. I uh, got three nuts. <laughs> all right. So anyhow, this is called Tinder Matchmakers. So interesting. Interested in uh, in getting the the approval or disapproval of your peer group or your family? You can do that now. It's clear they're looking for gimmicks. I wonder how much the usage of Tinder. Yeah. Uh, it might be on the wane because you had a thing about um, people sort of returning to more old school methods of meeting people. Yeah, but all these all these social media and dating accounts—they're they're constantly changing. Yep. They're, they're always trying to look for some other way angle to go about things. So, <laughs> uh, by the way, this says this text says, "Will the Tinder guys send my mom unwanted D pics as well?" <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. sure, <laughs> sure, why not? And loop mom in on that. Yeah. The end is purple. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be on a group text. Yep. All right, we got to wrap up Totally Presbo. So. Totally Presbo. Hopefully you got something out of that. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. Bizarre file stories when we return. But how about we give away Ooh. a $50 gift card right now to Ember's Smokehouse and Tap. Uh, 237 West Butler Avenue in Chalpont. Smells good. We'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. It's uh, shelf-driven, chef-driven barbecue, family atmosphere, friendly service, refreshing craft brews, dine-in, call or order online for takeout or DoorDash. And you can visit Ember's Smokehouse and Tap.com to see what's smoking. Yeah. We'll be back in just a moment. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests. But some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Today's Tattoos, a text word tattoo to 39333. We have a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing for you twin before the uh, end of the program. And you can check out their handiwork at floatingworldtattoos.com or on Instagram at floatingworldtattoos. But text that in now. We're going to do the bizarre file. Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, we're going to start with this pretty intense story. An off-duty pilot is charged with 83 counts of attempted murder. Yeah. Wow. After he allegedly tried to shut off the engines by pulling the fire extinguisher handles on an Alaska Airlines flight. The plane was scheduled to fly from Everett, Washington to San Francisco before it diverted late Sunday to Portland after a credible security threat related to an authorized occupant in the flight deck jump seat. The suspect was overwhelmed by the flight crew and subdued and then handcuffed to the seat. Uh, the suspect, Joseph David Emerson, was taken into custody and, like I said, charged with 83 counts of attempted murder. Uh, he was en route to San Francisco where he was scheduled to be on a flight crew of a 737. Uh, the off-duty pilot was was sitting in the flight deck jump seat, which is in the cockpit, and unsuccessfully attempted to disrupt the operation of the engines. Uh, the captain and first officer quickly responded. Uh, engine power was not lost, and the crew secured the aircraft without incident. Passenger Alex Wood said that the pilot announced that there was a disturbance in the cockpit uh, and said that he heard a flight attendant tell the suspect, we're going to be fine, it's okay, we'll get you off the plane. Uh, so he said, I really, I thought it, that it was a serious medical emergency of some type. Right, right. Wood added that it was very professional, handled very calmly. He said, we didn't even really know what was going on until we landed. Once a plane landed, Wood said that police went to the back of the plane and escorted a handcuffed man off the plane. He noted that the suspect was wearing a lanyard, a sweater, and looked like an airline employee. Um, another pa- uh, passenger said, after we did land and the gentleman was escorted off, the flight attendant got back on the speaker and said, plain and simple. He had a mental breakdown. We needed to get him off of the plane immediately. You almost all died. I got a story to tell you. So he's, the the neighbors in his town say they've never had any issues. They've never seen anything with him. He must have had some sort of something. But no one knows right now because why would you do that? Yeah, here's uh, the air traffic control uh, as they were reporting the incident. We have audio of that. We've got the uh, guy that tried to shut the engines down uh, out of the cockpit. He doesn't sound like he's causing any issue in the back right now. I think he's subdued. We want law enforcement as soon as we get on the ground and park. So it was pretty pretty damn calm, calm. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the event is being investigated by law enforcement, obviously. 
Uh, the company, Sing, uh, Sing Tao, uh, the beer company, said that it had contacted police over an incident and an investigation is ongoing. So they're one of China's biggest beer makers. Uh, they had opened the investigation after a video appeared to show a factory employee urinating on raw ingredients. Uh, the footage was widely shared on Chinese social media platforms. I don't know what it is. Do you use extra hops? Uh, Weibo. And in the video, a male worker at a Singtao Brewery Company warehouse was seen clamoring into a high-walled container and leaving himself on its content. Our secret ingredient is piss. The video racked up tens of millions of views, and the company said that it had contacted the police over the incident, and an investigation was ongoing. Uh, the beer maker said in a statement, we reported the incident to the police at the earliest opportunity. Uh, the public security organs are involved in the investigation. That's what it says here. Organs, yeah, yeah. At uh, present, the batch of malt in question has been completely sealed. The company continues to strengthen its management procedures and ensure product quality. I see this as a sales opportunity where <laughs> yes. you can say beer so good you can piss in it and you'll still enjoy it. Maybe that's yeah. the way they need to go. Mm. <laughs> Novel idea. Yeah. Uh, the search for a missing woman that started Monday afternoon is over. Margaret Galloway was found in a neighbor's garage. Mm. Uh, and it took six days for them to find her. Wow. Galloway, who has Alzheimer's disease, was transported to a hospital for evaluation. The sheriff's office said the deputies reviewed doorbell video from last week, last Monday, to uh, with residents of Galloway's community and saw a brief glimpse of a person entering a nearby open garage. After getting permission from the family of the homeowner, they entered the garage and they found her. She was in there. So wow. years before there was such a, a prevalence of these things, you know, listen, you lose somebody who's dementia or Alzheimer's and it's got to be nerve wracking. But yeah. thank God they had this uh, this footage. So apparently the garage door was open on Monday afternoon when Mrs. Galloway went missing. But the homeowner later closed it, unaware that she was inside. The homeowner then left uh, southwest Florida on Tuesday to visit family. And dozens of law enforcement officers and local residents had joined the search for Galloway after she left her home. And then they ended up finding her. Do you have, you have uh, doorbell ring cameras? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, a man in California was arrested after he was allegedly caught on surveillance video placing a fluffy teddy bear filled with explosives in a parking lot and detonating it. Uh, a teddy bear? Yeah, the San Bernardino police said officers responded to a possible explosive device inside a teddy bear that was detonated in front of a business Wednesday afternoon. The department released surveillance video of the explosion. Is that some kind of message? So a man could be seen placing the teddy bear on the ground of the business parking lot next to a white van and then running back to his vehicle. Once detonated, the stuffed animal is seen releasing a large puff of smoke and startling a woman getting into another vehicle in the parking lot. Uh, police did not share why the suspect exploded the teddy bear or if anyone in the parking lot was injured during the detonation. Well, if you are going to detonate your teddy bear, go to an open parking lot. Uh, an investigation of the incident led to one arrest on several felonies. Authorities did not share the name of the suspect. Officers received a ghost gun, more than 200 rounds of ammunition, and more than a kilo of methamphetamine, illegal ah. fireworks, a ballistic vest, cash, metal pipes, and saws consistent with making an explosive device as well. Somebody was preparing for something. I think so. 
All right, and then let's see. We'll do one more story wrap up. In Connecticut, a bear was caught on security cameras breaking into Helena Hollis's house last week, roaming around before zeroing in on her refrigerator. And what was the uh, bear in the mood for? Leftover lasagna from her restaurant. I love this. She uses raisins. Anna's kitchen. <laughs> uh, surveillance video shows the bear with brightly colored tags. Oh, this is so good. And this corn, is this freshly husked? Uh, bright, fre- with brightly colored tags in both ears and an apparent tracking collar around its neck. <laughs> Amble into the kitchen and walk straight to the refrigerator. Standing on his hind legs, the Bruin uses its front paws to pull out the freezer section below the refrigerator's doors. Don't mind if I do. Accessing the food so effortlessly that it looked like a practice move. Uh, taking the bag of lasagna in his jaws, the bear steps neatly onto the extended freezer drawer. Hmm, using, wine. using it as a stool uh, to hop out of the tight open window onto the deck. Yeah, yeah it's brilliantly uh, <laughs> managed. And uh, yeah, he looks like, as you said before, Preston, this is something that is quite common. Uh, contrary to popular belief, a bear with two air tags is not a problem bear that was tagged twice after repeat offending. In fact, every bear handled at some point uh, by biologists receives two tags so officials can keep track of the state's bear population. Mm. So, Do you have a, a, a bear tracking uh, app on your... I, just the I mean, sharks. Just the sharks. No, All I right. don't see the bears. Right. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right. Uh, let's see what we are going to do. Hang on a second. Smelling me some cornbread. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's because we have uh, Ember's Smokehouse and Tap here this morning, and they brought plenty of cornbread with them as well. Did you see the spread out there? I have not had a chance yeah. to go out mm-hmm. and it's amazing. Uh, that up, but I just wanted some cornbread. All I want to is a little cornbread, you mother <laughs> All I want to is a little cornbread. All right, so we have a $50 gift card that I can give away to caller number 18 at 215-263-WMMR. So if you're headed to a game day party, like tonight maybe, place your order for their mouth-watering brisket burnt ends, their smoked wings, and pillowy cornbread. Mm. And don't forget to uh, grab a growl on your way out as well. Smoked meats and Philly sports at Ember's SmokehouseandTap.com So we'll take those uh, that caller, 18th caller 215-263-WMMR We'll be back in just a second. Good luck to you. Acme Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, November 13th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Your donations are needed to make this year's Camp Out a success and help families struggling with food insecurity. You can make a difference right now. Visit your local Acme throughout October and November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes to local hunger organizations like Philip abundance to provide a lifeline for area families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp out for hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR putting Philly first. Real quick, uh, I want to do a couple shout outs if you guys don't mind. Uh, I got this uh, from Natalie. Natalie Weaver reached out to us and uh, she's talking uh, she mentions in this note Note, uh, her fiance Ryan, and they've invited us to their wedding. Oh, yeah, it's in Virginia. 
No. Yeah. <laughs> but that's very nice. It was nice of them yeah. to do that. She wrote, uh, although Ryan no longer lives in Philly, he still listens to you daily. Your show has helped us win many trivia nights. Oh, wow. And we would love for you to come out to our wedding, but even an on-air shout-out or shout-out would be so special to him. Do you think they could send the meals to us? Uh, I don't know about the that. reception? So this is Natalie Weaver and Ryan McCullum, and they are getting married on uh, December 2nd. So we wish you well, guys, and thank Excellent. you for the yeah. invitation. It was very Love sweet. Uh, and then I wanted to do this one. This one uh, was sent to me uh, from Brian uh, Andrioli from uh, Gloucester City, New Jersey, and he and his dad, I believe here, just a second, um, he was in a, a golf tournament for Special Olympics of, for South Jersey, but they played up in North Jersey at a course called Mountain View, and he said we came in first place. Oh, wow. wow. Uh, and he said uh, it was uh, my dad, uh, Tony, and me, Brian, and we shot a 58, and we came in first place. Uh, just want to let you guys know, and if you could give us a shard out, that would make that would be great. And uh, so, yeah, a little shard out. Congratulations to you guys. That's How's awesome. your game been lately? Not good. Not good? No, I had my worst round ever just Are the other day. Are you kidding? I played with Casey, too. What a freaking frustrating game. Because you, you were like days before on a complete career high. I was ready to go low. And I did not go low. I, went high. I have a feeling like I, I this and I know it's not true, but it could be you that no that that Preston plays down to my level. Oh. So when I show up, uh, like my stink rubs off on him. <laughs> you have I collateral you, stink. I thought you were inferring that I would play bad on purpose to no. make you feel better. No, that is no, not. No, the you case. would never do that. But you no. agree with the stink rubbing off? No, I oh, don't agree don't with that, that either. I just it was just a bad day. Oh. But it was beautiful. We had it a great time. Beautiful. It was a gorgeous day. But you proposed just garbage golf. Unfortunately. Yeah. Oh well. Casey did had some good shots. I was yeah. impressed. No, You're good. Just, Listen, he wouldn't play with you if you weren't worth a damn. Well, yeah. I mean, I just every now and then I can get a hold of a ball, but I got no consistency. <laughs> I still love playing, though. Yep. <sighs> is what it is. Hey, uh, there was this article that came out, uh, and it, it's kind of interesting. It was a survey that was done through All Star Home. Uh, they surveyed roughly 2,000 Americans to find out which cities and states the nosiest neighbors reside in. Ooh. The nosiest neighbors. As well as what practices make tenants and homeowners uncomfortable. I also think that sometimes people are a little bit too sensitive to these things. And I, and I have a couple of examples where you know, some some people are neighborly and other people like are... Like, how are you this morning? Yo, what the hell do you yeah. want? What are you, a cop? Yeah, what are you, a cop? Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, just to uh, the, the survey, Pennsylvania ranks third with the nosiest neighbors in the country. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's way up. I, I found that pretty amazing. Yeah. Third. Yeah. Um, 63% of Pennsylvania residents reported having a neighbor who asks way too many questions. 57% have reported having a neighbor who watches them from afar. Okay. These are all different variations on the classic nosy neighbor yeah. persona. 30% have reported having a neighbor peeking over their fence and into their home. Just anecdotally, how many have reported a uh, neighbor sneaking in and wearing the wife's clothing? <laughs> I didn't get that metric in this particular <laughs> say, yeah. And 44% have reported a neighbor showing up uh, unannounced. Okay. Oh. So. Um, it, yeah, I don't. we don't get the unannounced neighbors. No, that doesn't happen. No, I, I think that all. more and more that is because 
but be, because of texting and all those things that make it easier just say, hey, can I drop over? Uh, yeah. That's the deal. Um, do you have, have not that you can, but have I'd, you had nosy neighbors? Uh, no, not really. Uh, it, it's uh, I'm, it's not something that I've really experienced. Are you time, a nosy which is neighbor? Good. No, I'm definitely yeah. not a nosy neighbor. I'm a reclusive neighbor. <laughs> you don't care. Yeah. yeah. You flat out don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a nosy neighbor in my first house in Conshohocken. Uh, we lived in a row home. And Are these the people that drank soda right out in the open oh. in their backyard? No, no, that was my current, oh. current house. Okay. Um, no, uh, she was extremely nosy. She knew, it, no, it was a cul-de-sac. So, like, you know, <laughs> anybody who drove on that road that right. didn't belong there, she was, I mean, I was surprised. She didn't need binoculars, but, like, if she had binoculars, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. But she was so nosy. She knew Everything that happened, she knew everyone on that street. She knew if you had a guest over, and so um, she she ended up telling um, friends of ours that we became very good friends with. She was like, "I think that Kathy drinks and drives." (laughs) (laughs) And my friend goes, "Why?" And she goes, "She leaves every morning at five (gasps) a.m." And my friend goes, "Okay, she's not drinking and driving. She's going to work. She works at that hour." Why did you think that? Why would you think that that would be the tip off that? You're drinking and I, driving. You know what? Actually, I or thought. Did she think you were coming home from I the bar? I think bars? she thought I was coming home. So, right. so maybe something God. like she's driving at 5 a.m. I think that's what it was. She right. thought I was coming home. My friend was like, no, she's leaving. She's going to work. Oh, <laughs> leaving, coming home. What's the difference? Uh, by the way, let me let me back yeah. up just a step here because you asked about my, uh, you know, nosiness. Right, right. I had a situation yesterday. So I live in a golf course community and, and I went up to the, the clubhouse and uh, there were four guys at the bar. And I come walking in, I recognize a couple. I'm like, oh, well, what are you guys doing here? Oh, we're playing a golf outing. And they go, oh, do you know Mike? They said that to me. Yeah. And I go over, hey, how you doing, man? I'm Preston. He goes, yeah, I'm your neighbor. <laughs> like next door neighbor? <laughs> like on the yeah. same street. Oh, oh, man. And I just looked at him and I just went. Yeah. Hey, Mike. I just kind of shrugged. I'm like. No offense, Mike, but dude, like, don't I do that. Know. Don't do that. Just go, hey, how, how you doing? I'm Mike. Uh, no, yeah, it didn't bother yeah, me. It's yeah, like, dude, you guys know me. Uh-huh. There's people that I've lived around for years and I Mike, don't know who right. they are. I'm going to be honest. We're not going to engage in conversation. We're not going to socialize. And, <laughs> and if you move, it won't matter to me whatsoever. <laughs> but let's have a beer. Yeah. But I, you know me. I don't really yeah. care about you. No, no. I mean, listen. <laughs> I, I've been blessed to have, um, for the past couple of situations, my current neighbors are awesome. Yeah. And, and my, I know people in the exact... In right. The very but what are you going to know? Eight houses over? If I can throw something in and hit your house with it, I know. You will. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I, I will. What are you doing, Preston? I'm chucking things off houses. Uh, Listen, I'm a pretty neighborly person, but uh, we all know somebody who, like, on the surface, seems like a nice guy and, and for all intents and purposes, is a nice guy. Right, and has a pit in their basement but no, where he's lo- lowering lotion down. But I remember him sharing the story with me years ago about how he was having work done at his house. I guess he was having a kitchen redone. And you know, as a neighbor, like, when you see, like, work fans up. You, yeah. you know something's going on. Oh, you're getting your floors done. Are you getting, you know, something. So his neighbor, they're just outside talking and his neighbor asks, hey, you know, oh, well, you know, what do you, what do you haven't done over there? And he's relaying the story yeah. to me like, was, it's not that guy. It's none of that guy's business what's going on in my house. I'm like, dude, he's just being he's a just neighbor. being neighborly. He's sure. not trying to get all of your what like, gets your wife off? <laughs> yeah. Hey, wow. when you're getting it on, what's Does the she, quickest way to bring your wife to orgasm? Does she like it when you rub? You yeah, know, really yeah, hard yeah, on yeah. There, Are you hitting the man in the boat? Yeah. Or you're coming in the back door. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Wow. 
God. How's that drywall coming? It's a, it's a turn, man. It's right? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't you know. know, I mean, to me, that, that's... But, like, uh, but that, that guy, I was like, you're a little oversensitive, bro. To you know? your earlier point, that's yeah. simply being neighborly. Yeah. It's simple yeah. as that. Yeah. No, but listen, yes, yeah, some people, and it's it's just, it's neighborhood conversation. Oh, what yeah. are you guys getting done over there? You know, yeah. Are you building a deck or, you know, because we might be interested in getting one. Right. Maybe we want to use your contractor. Because you know? word of mouth is the, is the, the most the best effective. It's yeah. the best way to a swingers party. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to find out what gets your wife off. It's now, this pineapple. We have but been you- at my house for <laughs> 10 years now, and my neighbors, like, if you're standing looking at the street from the, my house, my neighbors to the right of me we have never said like any words to each other it's kind of a mutual words. understanding no there there is a language barrier now okay at one point the, the wife she had uh during you the, speak english and they hate you well she was in my car like i gave her a ride home she drove really? her car. yeah it, it, there was a uh, uh an ice storm and she had driven off the side of the road i pulled over to help her uh she had snapped like a steer, steering column so i was like all right you, let me give you a yeah. ride home we virtually said no words on the way oh, home no. because, like, they're uh, Korean and and they they're they, you know it's tough. You're, if you if they don't, I mean that's but that's an obvious that makes sense right. because you're not what are you, you going to Rosetta Stone uh, Korean and but I still do very I think neighborly things. I I got a riding lawnmower this summer. Right, Bobby Moyer ran over their cat. No, well I don't think they have a cat. But <laughs> now I mow their lawn now. Like really? but, but I, we I've never discussed it with them. And they've never said you just go you? over and mow their whole lawn. Yeah, do they? say thank you? Wow. Well, they don't I say... I wish he'd not do that. They don't say thank you, but they show thanks because uh, when they uh, mow the lawn, they'll mow my little strip of lawn that, well, we, kind, that we kind of uh, share. They don't mow your entire lawn the way you mow theirs? No, but they're not riding. You know, he's pushing, so I'll take what I can get. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so, but that makes sense. Now, let me ask you, there is being nosy, and then there's being, like you, Kathy, described was a, a classic busybody. Oh, yeah. She... Who, and, she yeah, yeah, starting rumors and stuff. Starting rumors uh-huh. is a yeah. busybody. Where she drinks. And I mean, she. But how? <laughs> how wild that she's able to key right in on your alcoholism. <laughs> All right, we okay. So there was a short time when we were kind of nosy neighbors. So we oh, had. Really? We had, essentially, it was kind of like a flag lot. So behind our house, there was another house, okay? Okay. And there was a couple that would go out there. They had little kids, roughly the same age as our kids, maybe a year or two older. And when they would argue, and they argued, they would go outside to do it. Oh, good. Because they didn't want to do it in front of the kids. But you guys would listen. And we'd be like, Shell, Shell, come here. No, no. (laughs) Listen, listen. If If you can hear it from your property, that's not being... Nosy. We're like they're fighting again, and we'd, we'd crack the you know we'd we'd just like crack a window open so we could. You've got your it. headphones on in the day. Yeah. <laughs> quiet, quiet. Shh. I listened to my neighbors uh, fight. Uh, this is years ago, not where I live now, but the old place. And uh, my one neighbor cut down a tree in his own property, and the other neighbor didn't like that because he liked the trees. And I just sat there in my in my bathroom, just looking out the window, listening to all of it. Dude, I watched it was one. entertainment. Yeah. I watched a great one. I actually sat up on the front porch with a <laughs> cup of coffee and just and it went on for a long time. And it was it was I think it was one of those exact scenarios. Preston, we don't want to fight in front of the kids, so we're going to fight in front of the entire neighbor. <laughs> and and that's what they were doing, <laughs> wasn't it? It was Mrs. Kravitz, right? Yeah. Bewitched, yeah. Like she'd like literally have binoculars. binoculars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then again, there was a witch living across that's the street. True, okay. she, Mrs. Kravitz had a right. Man. I mean, they, they, well, what is that elephant? Yeah. Uh, let me go to some calls. We got a couple of Joes. I'm going to go to Joe One here. Hi, Joe. You're on the air. Good morning. 
Hey, good morning. You guys rock. Thank you, buddy. What's up, man? Yeah, so I, I had this neighbor. There were so many incidents over the course of the 20 years, um, but <laughs> I think the best one, uh, we had we had two six-foot fences installed, and the area between that we called the DMZ. Okay. Demilitarizer. Yeah. Um, there were a couple bushes in there, and she took pictures of the bushes and proceeded to put them on, like, the local Facebook page. So... I took screenshots of the posts and then proceeded to have Staples print out the post on a three foot by five foot piece of vinyl. Oh my god! And uh, and posted it in our backyard so she could look at it. So was it was it her contention that it, that the bushes were? What was her issue with the bushes? They just didn't look. They didn't look nice. They weren't well kept. Okay. And 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 her her thing was that. Uh, like she tried to maintain it back there, but it was our land, and I would go back there to maintain it, and she would say, "Get out of my thing," and this and that, Ugh. and it was this this whole thing going on for all these years. Um, just, uh, but she would argue that I was the bad neighbor, right? I could, I, I could see that side of it, but uh, was her nose was her nose into all the stuff? I mean, was she one of these peering over the fence or uh, just just dialed okay. into your business? She would sit up in the upstairs of her house and look outside and just just watch everything I was doing back there, cutting the grass, splitting wood, whatever I'm doing back there. She's watching and complaining about it. Wow. And uh, just I just couldn't stop complaining about things and had nothing else better to do. You know what, though? You raise you, you raise a good point. What happens is that these uh, these Facebook groups, a lot of people want to be able to contribute. So they're like, they look for things. Uh -huh. Like, like in other yeah. words, you know, to, to be a part of that and, and complain about neighbors. So, like, uh, yeah, I Thanks, can Joe. I can see that being an issue. Uh, yeah, the Facebook... Social media? <clears throat> the Facebook neighborhood page. Uh, I, I don't... I quick one on Facebook years ago, but we have one in our neighborhood, yeah. and I, I don't know what all goes on there. I, don't, I have uh, no clue. I assume some of it maybe is of nosy neighbor. Maybe we're the dicks of the neighborhood and don't know. Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but I know Rochelle goes on there every now and then. She'll hear about, you know, if somebody's, you know, I don't know, selling something or, you know, things like that. Or I heard Kathy's there. coming home drunk at 5 a.m. <laughs> 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 but that's, I got to believe that it, that can lead to some weirdness. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean, the, the Facebook neighborhood page I, I i think it i think it promotes looking for stuff but yeah. that, he described like a like a mrs kravitz sitting up perusing the neighborhood to see what's going on is like a little yeah. crazy apparently pennsylvania ranks number three the number three state with the nosiest neighbors i'm gonna go to the other joe that's on the line hey joe good morning hey gadzooks gadzooks buddy what's up so my neighbors are awesome. Like we let the kids play. We sit on the front lawn, crack a beer. Okay. Uh, but my mother-in-law, who lives like technically the next neighborhood over, she's the nosy neighbor. <gasps> so every time I go over there, I get the whole rundown of what's been happening this week or the past couple of days on every one of the neighbors. Wow. So she's got the skinny on all the all the gossip, all the rumors. Some of it probably yeah. not true. No, I mean, most of it's true. She's on point, oh. so it's like a soap opera when I go over there. I okay. hear the story. Her, her, her information is accurate. She just has a lot of it. Yeah, she's got next to her neighbors that um, the kids were, you know, into drugs, and then they came and robbed their parents' house. <laughs> 
So it was like I got to hear the whole story, what the police said. She was out there with the police. So this this sort of transcends like a classic nosy neighbor, by my reckoning, has not a lot of reason. Like, you know, in other words, like a busybody, like they're making something out of nothing, making love out of nothing at all. And so what happens here is if you have like an active drug dealership going out of your neighbor's house, yeah. then I think you. You're, you're allowed within to be your rights to be nosy, right? Yeah, like if there's yeah, something she, going she's on. In everybody's, she's in everybody's. Like, she's not horrible. <laughs> when they're like, she'll, be, she'll let me know what that person was doing. Their kids were leaving at, uh, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning or got home at 2 o'clock in the morning. Like, <laughs> I get that stuff, too. Well, get some rest, lady. Yeah. You know? yeah. But, yeah. So, so, yes, I can see that. But, again, if you have... I mean, if you have that house in the neighborhood where you know something's going on. Well, even in Preston's situation, like, how why, how would you not open the door and listen to the right. people screaming outside? Yeah. Yeah. That's not really it's, being nosy. It's, it's wafting through the air. You can hear it. <laughs> yeah. What was the, uh, the, 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 on Bridgerton, the, the, the anonymous, uh, Mrs. Whatever. Uh, That's who Joe's uh, mother-in-law needs yeah. to be. She needs to start a column Lady. of all the uh, all the goings on yeah, in the neighborhood. Joe recommend she write a column for the yeah. local Facebook group. Yeah, yeah. I, I should just uh, start writing all the stories <laughs> down. I can make a pretty good book. Out of it. There you go. Sure, yeah. Lady Thanks, whistle Joe. down. La- what was it? Lady whistle down. Whistle down. Right. Whistle down the lane. Uh, here's a text that says, "Wait, I live on Preston Street." <laughs> Can I get my lawn mowed like Casey does for his neighbor? <laughs> and then they wrote, finally got Preston to wave for the first time in four years wow. living there. He's a real keep your head down, make uh, don't make eye contact guy. And I like that about him. Uh, That's what they said. Yeah, a.k.a. Right. You know, jerk. I, don't know. I have. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> Shut up. This guy's such a creep. Listen, to be. Oh, I'm on the radio. <laughs> I'm totally pressed No, do you, you want the God's honest truth yeah. of why I kind of am that way? Because I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that I've met someone before. Yeah, you don't know, yeah. And I don't remember who they are. And I, I, I make the mistake that I made with this guy at the bar the other yeah. day and say, hey, by the way, I'm pressed. And they go, yeah, I've met you several times. And I'm like, dude, it's just. Yeah. It's it's like Pierre's perpetual lateness. He, like it, 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 there's this condition that I just don't remember these things. Can I recommend and something? I feel really bad about it. Just yeah. bear hug everyone and go. Yeah. So good to see you. Yeah. So oh, I man. put on I put on sunglasses <laughs> and I, I I flip down the. Uh, you look uh, like Jackie O. I, I flip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that former first lady Jackie Onassis? Jackie Onassis is next door. I flip down the visor and uh-huh. I just kind of focus while I'm driving because I feel bad about it. Well, you know, I can what? understand. Listen, I, that makes total sense. I hope you guys makes, are listening. By the way, I hope my entire neighborhood is listening. Right it makes now, total sense because you feel embarrassing. <laughs> and the last thing you want to do is hurt someone's feelings. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so, in a real. way, this is the way you 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 uh, shut yourself down. Yeah. All right, hang on. Let me get some other calls here. I'm going to go to. Let's see. We're talking about nosy neighbors. I have Ryan on the line. Hey, Ryan, good morning. Good morning to see you. Good morning, it, Ryan. What's up, bud? <laughs> oh, man, I got a doozy of a neighbor. All right. So we just bought a house back in March, and my direct next-door neighbor sold off a 68-acre lot behind me. The neighbor behind that decided to buy that lot. There's about 25 acres between our houses. Wow. And wow. you can't even, see that, can't even see the houses. Okay. Well, there's a there's a horse fence in my backyard. I only got a little 1.1 acre lot okay. directly in my backyard. She owns 20 feet on my side of the horse fence. She 
she decides to come down and plant plantings all along her property line. Well, she decides to come down about twice a week now to uh, check on her plantings and run her dogs and all that. But she comes down, a uh, perfect example is Labor Day, middle of the day, we're having a party. Um, I decide to go out behind my shed to take a leak. Uh-huh. And uh, she's standing right there as I'm doing so. Uh, just kind of staring in our backyard at her pool. You want to shake me off? <laughs> I mean, so she is, She. Ha- there's no way she's, the house is so removed from your house, you can't even see her house. And she's making it her That's business right. to be all up in your stuff. That's correct. At least two, three times a week. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, do, do you talk to her at all? Uh, no, I've met her husband. He's a nice guy. Uh, he comes down and chases her off every now and then. <laughs> With a pitchfork. Scat, <laughs> <Yeah>. scat. <Yeah. laughs> wow, that seems bizarre. Is it kind of a... Yeah, it's very strange. Do, does it bother you guys, or is it kind of a joke amongst the family? I, well, at first it bothered us, uh, but uh, now it's just... I find it comical as hell. So have okay. you, have I you, really do. Have you sp- I, I make it a point to play my music loud. <laughs> MMR's blasting all the time. Well, we approve yeah. of that. Have, have you spoken to her at all? Have you said word? one to her? Uh, yeah, we talked about some uh, trees that were overgrown, but they're technically on her property, so she just she wants the privacy of the trees. Okay. And uh, But again, it's, you can't even see the two houses or the property line or anything. This woman had to spend probably $30,000 uh, planting uh, little Christmas trees all along this 68-acre property. <laughs> all right, yeah. Well, I, I guess it's not good enough to have 25 acres uh, of land where you're not. <laughs> yeah. It's the one that exactly. the one acre that buttresses up against your house that's the big issue. Exactly. Huh. All right, thanks, Ryan. I'll be out there as redneck as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it, man. We'll see you, bud. All right, let me go. Here you go. Let's go to Jay. Hi, Jay. Morning. Hey, thanks for bothering me at work. <laughs> what we do? What's up, man? So uh, I had to put my first form when I was 18 years old, and I had these two old people that live next door. And like I tried to introduce myself, I'd wave all the time, and they I never got a reply back from them. But uh, we always had motorcycles and all that, and they would call the cops on us for being loud. We had a party one time, and they called the cops for underage drinking. And then one day, I saw the old man outside having a problem with his weed whacker. So I walked over, you know, see if he needed help. He was very nice, you know, said thank you. All of a sudden, he thought we were best friends. He would see my back window open. He'd come over and start yelling through my window for me. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, you know, one day, if you need help, you know, just knock. And my door's always open. Well, he took that as an open invite. So he would just walk in my house all the time. Oh my God. So you had, you had the complete reverse of what you had before. Yes. Yeah. And one day I came home from work. Out of the shower, just sitting on my couch, <laughs> naked, watching TV, and he walks right in yes! there. I am legs wide open. Wow. Yeah. And what did I you say? When we left. What are we going to do? (laughs) What are we going to do about this? Uh, Wow. So he was that comfortable where he just walks right into your place? Yep. I mean, it was like three times a week. He would just walk right in the front door. At that point, Jay, were you yearning for the times when he hated your guts? Yep. Yes, I I was praying for it to come back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate it, man. All right. uh, Next up is Gary. Hey, uh, Gary, good morning to you. What's up, quote-unquote Gary? Okay, so uh, I'm kind of anonymous. Uh, my name rhymes with Brian. Okay. But, okay. Um, so uh, 
I got a neighbor who has the hots for me. And um, so it's to the point where, like, where I, I take the recycling out, and she sits in her in her top room, and she'll smoke. So I look up there to see if she's out there. And I'll open the door, and I'll run out as quick as I can to the recycling bin. And before I get out there, uh, before I get to the recycling bin, I hear, O'Brien, I mean, O'Gary. <laughs> All right, question. Uh-huh. Uh, are you married? Is she married? Anybody have significant others here? Uh, she is married, and I have a fiance. Mm. Okay, and so she's... She, she, and she, you- also, she also says she's a non-drinker. Yeah, but uh, when they take the recycling bin out, it's full of Miller <laughs> Light cans and stuff. Yeah, Do you ever see yeah. Kathy dropping her off at home at five a.m.? Yeah, they go on them wine runs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The yeah. So let me get this straight: she's smoking up in the window, and and she sees you, and she runs down, and you. Now, uh, you're not just uh, maybe she's into me. She's sending clear signs she's into you. No, a hundred percent. Like my girlfriend's always like, make sure she's not out there when you go out there. <laughs> as soon as I go out there, I hear, "Oh, you know my name." <laughs> and she's a she's a very nice neighbor, but she also does the thing. Like me and my girlfriend were talking in the kitchen the other day. It was seventy degrees out, so we had the window open. So I went to take the recycling bin out later in the afternoon, and she came out, and she's like, oh, I heard you and uh, your girlfriend talking earlier about this. And I'm oh, like, God. oh, man. Oh, oh that's yeah. awful. You should gift her yeah. a case of Miller Lite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. But yeah, but or just give her Kathy's like, info. So she, yeah, <laughs> they can set them closet drinkers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, I'm not I in the closet. All right, Gary, we'll see you, That's man. wild. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> all right, now this is invasive. We're going to go to Mike. Hey, uh, Mike, good morning. <laughs> Morning. Hey, what's up, Hi, Mike. Hey. (laughs) I had a neighbor that had a police scanner. Do you remember they used to pick up cordless phones? Sure. Uh, Dude, I I used used to to have one all the time. (laughs) Yeah, they're awesome. Well, my step to sit and talk if it was a nice day, and I hear my echo. I'd look down and she'd be sitting on her step with the police scanner staring up at me. Listening to your calls. Wow. Wow. I'd walk down and she'd get up and run in the house. And then she came out one time and she must have forgot that she heard I got a promotion. And she forgot she heard it on the scanner. (laughs) And she congratulated you? Congratulate me oh on my, my promotion. So I have oh to say, God. I mean, honestly, Preston, you had a police scanner as well, obviously. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. And they were a blast. Oh, yeah. And, and there was, we, we, in our first apartment, my wife and I got married, the guy next door was kind of a dick. And it was a, he was a doctor and had like the, must have had the worst bedside manner ever. But he was sort of coarse and rude to to Claire. And and uh, and so um, one night, you know, I'm, I'm it's fun, interesting to listen to the police response. I'm, I'm hearing a regular conversation, mm-hmm. and I'm listening to him getting turned down by this girl he's after. Oh. And I'm like, normally, I would have <clears throat> probably said, no, this is wrong. But since he was such a dick to Claire, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. and it became appointment listening after a while. I had a, I had a Bearcat scanner, yeah. and uh, where I lived, they, um, I would hear all the time, It was a, there, were, there were these riverboat casinos that were nearby where yeah. I lived, and I would hear people calling for credit advances. Wow. Regularly. Yeah. And they were giving out their credit card information, expiration oh, wow. dates, all this stuff. Now, I didn't do anything with it because it, 
was been really, really stupid. Hey, a question on that. But I'm like, that could, that was so, that information was sensitive information flying out everywhere. So, so the, will current scanners like that pick up cell? I don't know. Cell phones? I doubt it. You can still get Because these scanners, are cordless though. phones. But yeah, yeah. They, they're apps. Yeah. You can just get yeah. an app. Yeah, and your app, yeah. I used to friend. love that scanner, man. Remember they were yeah. interfering with the baby monitors? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steve, I have a friend who uh, is still obsessed with the police scanner. Like, she'll sit at home and, you know, it helps. <laughs> it's like a little hobby or Yeah, it's like yeah, cops 24-7. Yeah. You guys want to talk to one of my neighbors? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, do you know who he is? I know. This is Tom. <laughs> Mike. Hi, Tom. Hey. Good morning. Preston, how are you, buddy? Good, man. How you doing, old pal? <laughs> <laughs> So, Tom, how... I live about six doors down from you. You live about six doors down from me? Yep. Has Preston ever been to your house? No. Uh-huh. We had a, a, my very next door neighbor. We uh, spent a Super Bowl together one year. Okay. But uh, I'm the house that just had the porch put on it a couple years ago. The house that had the porch put on it <laughs> a couple of years ago. Do, so, uh, do, do you live in the cul-de-sac? No, no, I live right. I'm on. The, I'm the same side of the street as you are. Oh, okay. So, so nice t- to meet Tom. So, and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend you. Do you know oh. this? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. The, the front porch. Yeah. And you guys are. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, Tom. Uh, yeah. Tom. Yeah, and you've got the firefighter thing out front sometimes, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yes. Whoa. I know Tom. Yes. Yay. I know Tom. Yay. Absolutely. I'm yeah. so proud of you. Tom is uh, Tom's a good guy. I had a beer with you one time at uh, at Letty's, I believe. Uh, yeah, more than once, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so close. Yeah, Man, I just called because you owe me a thousand dollars. Now, Tom, is it obvious that I that I keep a low profile in the uh, in the neighborhood? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, and do people talk about it? Just me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say this. In my neighborhood, I know my neighbors uh, directly around me, mm-hmm. the people you encounter the most. It's obvious. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. geographically how it's going to play out. I don't, I've met people on the neighbor, and we have a great neighborhood, people walking by, but I can't say I know my neighbors six houses down mm-hmm. it, you know it, it, it and also it's just you're coming in out you're not seeing them all the time and tom what are they doing in the house next door to you on the front porch there they're, they're changing that up right <laughs> yeah they're uh redoing the stone and putting a a, a roof over top you know See, i know that yeah. uh-huh. are they using and, and, the same and, porch guy <laughs> Yeah, I love my front porch. It's awesome. It's got he 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 did it right. I would love to have a front porch. And those neighbors, you know their name, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah, of course he does. Preston, do you know their name? No, I have no idea who they are. (laughs) Or wait a minute, no, that's uh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, you do because that's where we watched the Super Bowl together. That's right. Yes, and who are they? Tara and Dan. (laughs) Correct. Nailed it. You do. It. He You're was like doing 85% it. sure of their No, names. no, no, no. I just haven't seen them in a little while. So, uh, well, uh, Tom, hopefully I'll see you around soon. All right, my man? All right, brother. All right, good talking to you, bud. We'll see you later. I'm right. never going to see him again. <laughs> <laughs> Preston, didn't you have neighbors, neighbors who moved and the house was abandoned for a while? Yeah. yeah, yeah. My direct next door neighbors. Right. Uh, at least five years. Wow. And, the, and the basement was flooded, right? Oh, my God. The, the wow. yard was overgrown. They just let it go. And essentially, they just left and they quit paying for it. Wow. And just went delinquent. And uh, weren't they the arguers? 
No, they left a diary that said their neighbors would never talk to them. Yeah. Uh, they weren't arguers. They were just... No, but those weren't the ones that you would listen to yelling at each other outside. No, that was a different neighborhood. Oh, oh, God. Uh, okay. That was totally different. These guys were... Uh, it was a different story. <laughs> we're pretty convinced it was a mail-order bride situation. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Cool. yeah. Do you love me? Yeah. But they just uh, packed up and left. Uh, yeah. Wow. And nobody knew what happened to them. And then, then we have great neighbors that live there now. We've become really good friends with them. They rehabbed the whole house, totally oh, wow. redid it. And wow. uh, yeah, they're... They're awesome, but uh, yeah, that was weird. It was it was actually kind of nice, <laughs> even except for the the rundown front yard. Right, right. But uh, we, you know, we just we had no and the feral creatures. Yeah, sometimes it's kind of oh, yeah. cool when you have. So we went from a case where we we had an apartment and the house next to the house where we were at this is in Brentwood, Long Island. Uh, that they were just horrible, super noisy people, and then they left. They left that house, Preston, and one of those cases where they just abandoned the house, but that house remained unoccupied for a long time. Yeah. It was wonderful. It's it, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, hang on. This is a talk about nosy. Let me go to Pat here. Hey, uh, Pat, good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what, Pat? What's up? <laughs> well, long time listener, first time caller. Oh, Welcome. Just, <laughs> just had to share. My neighborhood, we all keep an eye out on each other, and that's fine. I'm a single woman, raised my son here. It's good, but sometimes it gets a little too close. Like, one time this this summer, the windows were cracked for, you know, cool air, and I'm sneezing, and I hear somebody yelling, God bless you. <laughs> wow. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah. I think yeah, so even in that... But not always. Yeah, in that case, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it for fear of making someone know that they're... You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. It's creepy. Yeah. 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 All right. Thank you, Pat. Appreciate it. Thanks. Have a great day. I, I mean, if you're, if you're, what happens when you have to fart? Oh my right? God. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's uh, well, you know, it's <laughs> going to echo. They're going to pick you up. Pig. Yeah. All right. So, thank you for the calls. We appreciate it. So, according to this survey, uh, Pennsylvania ranks number three wow. uh, in the country with the nosiest neighbors. I don't have the full report, so I don't know which. Two states came in ahead of us. Does it come to my case because you were the one who found the article? No. Um, okay. Let's just say it was uh, um, Delaware was number one, New Jersey was number two. There you go. Uh, yeah. But it uh, it, it hi- highlights uh, Pennsylvania's ranking in this. Apparently, we we're pretty bad when it comes to nosy neighbors. By the way, it, it, I mean, the, the bulk of that may be in Pittsburgh. Who knows? It may yeah, not be that's, Philadelphia. Yeah. That's a good, yeah, that's a good right? point, obviously. <laughs> All right. So as we take a break, I want to give away some Embers Smokehouse and Tap gift cards. I'm going to give away one. Actually, we'll take caller number 20 at 215-263-WMMR. You should see the food that they brought in here. What's that bread pudding again? It's, it's mocha. Mochaccino. Mochaccino. Bread pudding. Oh, and this song is called Cornbread? Yeah. Oh, this is the Dave Matthews band oh, yeah. song. Yeah. And they brought in cornbread, too. Caller number 20, 215-263-WMMR. Holiday get-togethers, corporate events, graduation parties, memorial luncheons, whatever your catering needs, Embers has got you covered. They create personalized menus for every occasion, by the way. Catering delivery available along with full-service setup and breakdown. You can contact Alicia at emberssmokehouseandtap.com. And it's not your standard barbecue. It's like next-level barbecue. So let's get you on board, and we'll give you that $50 gift card. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a second. So hang out with us. Threw out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. Preston and Steve.com. 
Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have a guest who is in the studio talking about that event that is coming up on Saturday. And by the way, Saturday, 82 degrees of sunshine. Spectacular. This outdoor event is going to be a wonderful, and maybe your last chance to be out in the evening when it's nice and toasty warm and enjoy like a summer type of atmosphere. Uh, The event is the LLS's Light the Night event, and it's at Eakins Oval, uh, 5 p.m. on Saturday. And we would like to welcome the president and CEO of the LLS. LLS, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Uh, it's Dr. Andy Kolb, who's here yeah. with us this morning. Morning, Doc. How you doing? Great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, first of all, it's a real pleasure to be here. Big fan. Oh, I've been listening for all 25 years. Wow. Oh, we appreciate that. Here. And yet you've uh, successfully achieved a medical career, even listening to this imbecility. It's what gets me through. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so, yeah, the uh, obviously the weather's going to be great for the event. That always helps out quite a bit. And this is, uh, so w- for those who don't know, tell us about the uh, Light the Night event and what it's all about. Yeah, this is a, a real inspiring event. All around the country, we have uh, survivors and family members and community members that get out to to celebrate and acknowledge and memorialize uh, people they know that are dealing with or have dealt with blood cancers and you'll get to you'll get to hear from families you'll get to hear from patients who are going through their treatment now and it is a uh, just a wonderful and, and beautiful evening it, and beautiful is the operative word because it, it is it's just just visually it's amazing to see and a lot of the the, the research that's really making inroads is being done right here in in uh, Philadelphia correct Philadelphia is an is an incredible place for for progress and research in in all cancers blood cancers particularly and many of the therapies that we use today that are saving lives uh, were developed here in Philadelphia and it's just a wonderful community very rich academic uh, uh, infrastructure and just a great place to be yeah absolutely and did you grow up in the area or I grew up out in Doylestown okay ah, Central right. Bucks East not West Central Bucks East <laughs> yeah and I uh, went to school at uh, at Penn and Jefferson. Wow. Wow. It says, reading your, your bio, a world-renowned pediatric hematologist, oncologist, and researcher, and uh, president and chief executive officer of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And you enjoyed us, huh? And you enjoyed our show. <laughs> I, I'm just... Really? I'm blown away by really? that. I know. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, You know what? You gotta, you gotta have stupid to counterbalance yeah, exactly. the you, brilliance. There's no light without dark. Nah, yeah, true. 
Uh, and, in, and speaking of that, again, uh, you're watching a video, because uh, these events take place all around the country, probably all around the world, but but the um, uh, just it is the perfect message. It is the light. It is the uh, the different colors. It has such a spectacular feel to it. So it's, do you ever get tired of seeing something like this? No, I, I go to a lot of these, and yeah. they are, I mean, it's hard not to walk away with inspired with yeah. tears in your eyes. It is just an incredible event, and and to celebrate people that are that are fighting the fight. Yeah. Where are we with treatment uh, for leukemia and lymphoma at this point? You know, we've seen some remarkable advances in the last five years. I think we've seen 106 new therapies approved just in the last five or six years. LLS has supported more than 70% of them. So we, I think, are at the cutting edge of the research that's being done. But there's still a lot that needs to be done. Yeah, I, I don't know much about it. Who Who is susceptible and, and what are, what, you know, is there a way to avoid this? You know, I, I, bring me up to speed on that yeah. a little bit if you don't so mind. In, in kids, this is the one of the most common cancers that we see. Mm-hmm. And it is very treatable, but... Uh, kids get treatment when they're very young and these are toxic therapies these are not these are not precision therapies right. often these are toxic therapies so makes them i assume obviously uh, makes them susceptible uh, their immune system yep. takes a whack and so they then become susceptible to other things as well correct yep. they become susceptible to other things and many of them carry with them life altering or life limiting side effects for the yeah. rest of their lives because of the treatment for their cancer right uh, it's not screenable or preventable right now but it is something that we're working on screening and prevention is is an active area of research and uh we hope that there will be advances there too to help uh help catch it early so my nephew luke uh is in remission for leukemia which is a great thing and he was diagnosed uh, in 2017 and i remember when we got the diagnosis uh a lot of things about that uh the, one of the first was that um the doctors thought the oncologists thought he, he'll probably be okay. He'll probably survive. If he had gotten that diagnosis 10 or 15 years prior, uh, he might not have. You know, the percentages increase every year because of the research that's done by LLS, because of the, the um, commitment from LLS to families like mine, uh, you know, and, and kids like Luke. Um, so can you talk about the advancements that have been made re- really in, in recent history to, to make um, leukemia much more treatable and, and curable? Yeah, so so uh, thank you for that, Nick, and it is great to hear about, about your nephew. Um, you know, more kids die of leukemia than any other cancer still, mm. and more kids die of cancer than any other disease. So absolutely, there have been um, amazing advances in, in the last 10, 15, 20 years, just over the course of my career. Uh, but many of those advances for some of the leukemias that we see, you know, we're, we're pushing the limits of toxicity. We're giving these kids everything they can handle, uh, to, to achieve a cure. Yeah. It beat the crap out of him. I mean, you know, he had to, he suffered for a long time. And so you, and he was a kid. He's this poor little child that you're watching go through these things. And you know that probably on the other end of it, he's going to be all right. But what it does to the child, what it does to the family is um, is really difficult to go through. Yeah. So what we're trying to do, and we're trying to find more precise therapies, therapies that are more targeted for the cancer and less targeted for the rest of the kid, so that um, well, there's fewer side effects. There's a, obviously with a lot of this stuff is is now enabling the body to affect um, the you know to help with the the uh, the assistance and, and in other words natural mechanisms to kick in I'm speaking in a completely generic way I'm sure but I assume that's a focus here as well because if your body is uh, is implementing a lot of this you're not inter- 
introducing those toxic treatments, correct? Yeah, see, that's why I've been listening, because that was quite brilliant, Steve. Yeah, there we, we go. Use, <laughs> we, use, uh, we try to manipulate the, own, the patient's own immune system to yeah. fight the cancer, and that, that's a, a real, uh, been a real advance just in the last five years. I mean, listen, I'm 48 years old, and I had to have my wife explain to me the stages of cancer over the weekend, because I didn't, I'm like, okay. <laughs> so she would say, all right, well, stage one is this, stage two, and I'm like, okay, but what is that, right? So, uh, you know, and, and how you get to stage four and mm, metastasize is the, the word that she threw at me, right? Job. So, yep. okay, all right. Good so, that gets into like the limp system. I was like, but, why is he saying ding, ding, like ding. that? <laughs> but, but, um, but she also said that we are uh, leaps and bounds above where we were five years ago. Yep. And, and you know, with immunotherapy and, and stuff like that. So what you're talking about, it, you know, trying to target the, you know, the attack rather than just, you know, all right, let's just chuck it at the whole vessel. Right. Um, that we are getting there. Yeah, absolutely. And we know so much more about what causes these cancers. We know about the genomics of these cells. I don't want to get too technical, but, you know, we can, we, we understand a lot more just in the last five, six years well, than we have in a long time. I just want to say thank you uh, for You're using, using oh, your yeah. brains to yeah. do what you do because, you know, you could have done anything, you know what I mean? Like, uh, but at a certain point, you're like, well, I'm too smart to let this talent go to waste. I'm going to go to med school and be a doctor and save lives. Well, I appreciate that. If you had to talk to my brother, he doesn't think I can do. You need to be. Call up your family today. Where does your brother say, think you need to be? I was thanked for my brains today. <laughs> Andy, I, I uh, participated in Light the Night a few years ago uh, prior to the diagnosis with my family, and uh, I thought it was a really nice event. It was heartwarming. It was really cool, but for me, it wasn't personal. And then when the diagnoses happened with Luke, I was like, oh, I get what LLS does. I get, you know, why it means so much. So I'll be there again on Saturday. It really is a good time that you hear so many heartwarming, wonderful stories of people who are going through this. Uh, the other thing that I try to think about is that somebody's going to get this diagnosis today or get this diagnosis tomorrow, and they are not going to know what to do. And what LLS does is help them navigate the path because it, like, you forget how to pay bills. You forget how to do so many things because you've been walloped over the head by this terrible diagnosis. So what LLS is able to do for families who are just getting this news is nothing short of remarkable. Yeah, and thank you, Nick, for saying that because LLS isn't just about research. It is about providing support to patients and families. It's about... Being in in Washington, being in Harrisburg, making sure our legislators know what these families are going to so we can change the rules. And for those of you who don't know it, Nick has been a real staunch supporter of LLS. He's been our visionary of the year and uh, fundraising yeah. through our big climb event. So really appreciate all that you're doing. Nick. Thanks, man. And I got a, a cool lantern that I get to wave around on oh. uh, Saturday night. So it'll be uh, Team Luke. If you want to join us, uh, all the information is up on PresidentSteve.com. We'd love to have you. Can you purchase one of those? You, you can. And uh, you can uh, make a, a financial contribution. Steve, if you can't make the event on Saturday night, but um, all the information is right up on our website. We'd love for you to be a part of Team Luke, but even if you can't, just come. Be, you know, take a walk, see the lanterns. Uh, there's music that's being played, and I think uh, we end with fireworks on Saturday night. Yeah, too. and Darren Sproles is going to be there too. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Darren Sproles of your Philadelphia Eagles. So very it'll be, nice, it'll be a good time. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you, Doctor. Good luck yep. with the event, and uh, we appreciate you because you're way too smart to listen. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So Thanks for so using your brain. Yeah. And go, go Phil. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Thank you, Doctor Andy Cole. Yay! President and CEO of the uh, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Wow, I'm always blown away.
Well, always both. I mean, I know yeah. if, if I possessed the intellect, I would not listen to us. No. But, uh, you know, it, God bless uh, the people who do. There is a story that Steve sent to me, and I, I wanted to pass this along to you, and I found this quite intriguing. Um, if you are planning on flying or have flown in uh, recent times, uh, you know what it's is like. It, <clears throat> if you're flying or have flowed. <clears throat> or have oh, flowed. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. Um, there is, now, you notice that... When you go on to, and it, it, I don't know if it's with every airline, but I use uh, like two of them mainly that I go to. And when you are. Is one of them sh- American Schmerlines? One of, one of them is an American airline. Okay. Yes, I will okay. tell you that. <laughs> All right. Uh, one of them mainly flies in the southwest of the United oh, States. Okay, I got gotcha. uh, So, anyhow, when you are, although southwest, you don't have to pick your um, seat, but when you go in to choose your seat, um, a lot of those you have to pay extra for. Right, right. Right? Okay. So, I didn't realize, but it makes total sense. Yeah. Steve sent me this article. It's sort of an eye-opener. It's a thing called calculated misery. <laughs> okay? It's oh. a theory that commercial airlines make their customer experience so awful that people will spend money on services that used to be free in order to avoid the inconvenience. Wow. So, you, you, you sort of manipulate them to the suck. And yeah. then you you say for this amount of money we can desuck the experience. Yeah, we'll suck. Yeah. We'll, it'll suck less. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Airlines have been doing that for years now, right? But, but they've been got- doing a lot of these things as you just pointed out were part of your ticket to begin yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, sure. like your luggage yeah. and, and your, your seat. seat. You did not have to pay extra for that. You do now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I will, that's one of the things that I'll get sucked into is the seat. Or also... Because um, it's one of those things, uh, sorry, President, just jumping in here, it's one of those things you'll say, F it. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, the, and the last minute, uh, forget it. And, okay, I'm fine. A priority seating as well. Right. Not necessarily meaning you get a better seat, but you get onto the plane before other people do mm-hmm. and, and things like that. You actually now have to pay to be in the fuselage <laughs> as opposed to outside wing walking. It is crazy all of the added charges though when you purchase a ticket now because you used, used to look at the ticket price and go, oh, okay, yeah, you know, no it's problem. Wh- whatever, but now yeah. it's, then you got to wait. It's like a CVS the, receipt. Well, yeah, you have to wait until the end to see all the other added charges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. In fact, the worst with the, or at least the highest hidden fees of all of the carriers, Spirit Airlines. And they're a discount airline. I've heard that. So yeah. you, you get the ticket, yep. and that is all you get. Yeah, yeah. we flew Not, You can't even fly. You just get a ticket. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, I would uh, like to add worth to this piece of it. <laughs> <laughs> What were we going to say? Guys? That's right. Okay. I, you know what? Frontier is like that, too. And I, I've flown Frontier a number of times um, because it is cheaper. But, like, you have to – I'll go back and forth between American and Frontier because Frontier, you just see that that you're, you're just getting on the plane. You don't even have a seat yet. Like, so I will compare the right. two to see. And it is – sometimes it is cheaper, but it's not – as cheap as it looks oh, when you look at the price. We were just talking about the fact that they they're, they're, they don't feel the incentive to um, to uh, to do the the price line thing anymore. And in fact, they're going in. This is going in the act opposite, exact opposite way of making everything a a, a value uh, that you have to pay extra for. So uh, the term calculated misery was first coined by Tim Wu, who is a Columbia Law School professor. <laughs> there he is. There he is. He's good. He's You've very heard of him flourish. Uh, he first came up with that phrase in 2014. It was a piece for the New Yorker, and he described a joint effort by the airline industry to maximize profits by making baseline products low quality and then offering upgrades for purchase. What do you got there, Wu? 
Um, so in order for these to work, there needs to be something worth paying to avoid. Yeah. That necessitates at some level a strategy that can be described as calculated misery. The practice includes targeting areas that were once free, including baggage costs, boarding times, and seat selection. How, how soon before they're going to charge you uh, based on the odds that your luggage will arrive? Uh, basic service without fees must be sufficiently degraded in order to make people want to pay to escape it. And that's where the suffering begins. It, it's uh, diabolical. Have you noticed on flights, <clears throat> excuse me, where, where, I mean, have you noticed, I, I don't travel enough to really make a, um, you know, a, a, a direct observation, but I know people who do have noticed the aisles seemingly getting more narrow oh, the se- the seat spacing yes. getting more problematic are you noticing it Kathy yes. yeah yeah and, and certain airlines and certain planes the seats are smaller i remember yeah. getting on one and it was it must have been an old plane cuz the seat you know in regular yeah, yeah, yeah. uh you know coach was fine i was like oh this is like a decent size <laughs> well i've mentioned this before so you notice when you when you sit in 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 your seat if you sit at a window seat sometimes uh the window will be perfectly positioned right there where right, it should be right, other right. times you're kind of like like half, you're in a tweener. You're in between the, the windows. Right. And the reason being is because the aircraft manufacturers like Boeing and McDonnell Douglas and all that, they don't put the seats in. They no. just build the aircraft. Right. And then the airline puts the seats in and they try to cram in as many as, as many. they can. And therefore, it doesn't match up with the spacing of the windows. And that's why you get those weird little window gaps. Well, you remember what you were, we were talking about, which is the, the, new, the new placement of the new... Um, uh, aircraft that are being built, where it was almost like a like a bunk seat sort of situation. Do you remember that? Yes, because it made me anxious because I could never i'd be I'd be claustrophobic uh, on, on the lower on the lower seat. If I were, yeah, yeah, if yeah, I yeah. were tucked beneath the person, uh, and by the way, they'd probably be farting on you the entire <laughs> yeah. aircraft, you know, flight. That's a good point. Um, but I, yeah, I, Steve, I would really feel uncomfortable down there, even if I had more leg room than in a normal airline. Right, seat. right. Yeah, I remember there was a time I used to I used to look forward to flying to the farts. No, not oh. that. Just the flying, the, oh. the whole experience of it all. Going, getting on an airplane, going somewhere, going somewhere. Yeah, um, I still I still get excited for the flight. Uh, you know, but but I mean, it, it can go south quickly. Um, I don't get excited for the flight. I get excited for the destination. Yeah, when you're eventually there. Yeah, that's well, nice. But the actual flight, they always now, bring me up to the cockpit and they talk to me and they <laughs> give me little wings. It's very. Uh, <laughs> I, I do like uh, looking out the window. That's why I always get. Window seat. I like to see uh, that high above the ground. I think it's just kind of fascinating to look at the features on the on the ground. Those people look like ants. No, um, we haven't taken off yet. Actually, I like to uh, I like to spot golf courses. Oh, do you? Uh, believe it or not, that's what I like to do. <laughs> that's uh, so I, I, it kind of entertains me for a little bit. But the whole you know being crammed in there for couple hours. Well, that, I don't look forward to that. A lot of people have fun now. They kill time by defecating just outside the laboratory. It's been happening yeah, yeah. a lot lately. Alright, so what is the radius of distance or time uh, where you have to go from, I'm, I'm going to make that drive or I'm going to get on a plane? Like For Ooh. me, for me, it's about five... Alaska. Well, no, no, no. It's about five or five and a half hours. Like yeah. If, if, I'm, if it's beyond Boston, uh, north, yeah. you know, I'll get on a plane. Yeah. But I'll, I'll make the drive to Boston. Oh, you will? You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Agreed. No, I... I yeah, Boston's close enough. Uh, it would depend on if there was like a special deal and it was really inexpensive, then I might fly. But yeah, that's a drivable distance. Yeah, but price should never been lower. Uh, forget about it. Yeah. So Boston would be it for you. I would never drive to Florida, ever. Oh, we, we did. Drive oh, ever. for Christ's sake. I've we done did. It a bunch. Nick, years ago when the Subaru, was it? No, the Mazda first came out. 
the Mazda with the rotary engine, this compact vehicle. I'm the size I am now in like <laughs> junior high, high school. And and uh, we drove down Preston to Miami. And I, I just... I wanted to find a gun shop the second we got into town mm. rather than I wanted to kill myself before the return trip. It was a nightmare. Mm. Uh, that trip, it's, it's godforsaken. We used to drive to Florida when I was a kid. My parents would drive us Frequently? down. Uh, yeah, because yeah. we had family down there. So we couldn't always fly when it was five of us, you know. Right. So, yeah, we, we would drive down often. And I don't know if it was those rides that did it or um, <laughs> just having to drive, um, you know, in New York. Because right. I also had family up there. But I will fly anywhere. Like, I've tried for years to figure out how I can fly to Montauk. So I just need to find someone actually. There is an airport. There is is an yeah, airport. Yeah. I just need someone who has their own plane <laughs> that can yeah. take me there. So right. Guys, it is a private airport. There's anyone out there. But even when I went to Boston, people are like, oh, you could drive. Uh, nope. No. No, thank you. No. Okay. Mm, but no, you have thanks. to get like a rental car and you have to pack up all your crap. And like to me, sometimes, and I understand what you're saying. I'm not disagreeing with you, but sometimes I feel like it's just as efficient and, and to put the stuff in the car and then have your have car it. waiting for you, you know, because you made the drive up. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I understand that too. We took driving trips as a as a kid, uh, and and they were enjoyable. They were definitely fun. Uh, not for my parents, I'm sure. But <laughs> um, my son was saying the other day, he's like, we never really took a driving vacation tour. I'm like, well, we drove. You know, we, we drove. 15 hours Yo, before. we just go to Hawaii. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but he was kind of intrigued by the idea of the driving. The drive. The, the, the Griswold the vacation. vacation. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the whole pre- know, man. premises of that. Yeah. But I mean, some you, you have no choice. If you, if you can't afford Premise. flying, then, yeah. then you're driving. You know, and that's kind of what we did as a kid. Uh, by the way, the eight major U.S. airlines made $4.2 billion in revenue on a signed seat fees alone just assigned seat fees but uh, I, I i do it every time i, I will I, you know i i, I want to sit where i want to sit i want an aisle um so you'll pay extra yeah to, to get if, a seat if, you want? it means that yeah yeah uh, same i'm the same okay i'm a window guy and and i've also yeah but will you pay extra for the window Usually don't have to. Oh, you don't have to. You know why? I'll also I also sit near the back. Everybody you, hates sitting in the back. You claim your handicap. Everybody sits in the, hates sitting in the back of the plane. Um if you were to to kind of check your your watch while uh everybody's unloading, it's only a few minutes longer. It's not that much longer to get off yeah. the aircraft. I always choose my seat by uh how close to the wing it is because if you are too close to the wing sitting behind it, uh it obstructs your view. You can't see the golf course. You can't see the golf <laughs> Of course, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I will either sit in front, just in front of the wing, or way mm. in the back, so I can get a good view. I have an aunt who will not sit behind the wing. She has to be in front of the wing because too noisy. Nope, because somewhere, either she, in real life or a movie, a uh, it was indicated that yeah. in the crash, <laughs> the back is uh, where you're going to die, and if you are going to survive, you've got to be in See, front. I've heard the, the opposite. Yeah, I've heard the opposite. <laughs> yeah, I hear the back of the plane yeah, yeah. is much safer. Well, Sucker. She will. She will not book behind. The, the wing. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, by the way, just in baggage fees alone, uh, in 2022, airlines raked in $5.3 billion. Yes. Just in baggage? In just in baggage, baggage fees the, alone. The notion, I remember when they first started charging by weight for your baggage, I'm like, where in the F did this come I, from? Well, that's where it came from. Yeah. 
And now it's just, uh, you know, if you just want to check a bag, period, yeah. you know? Well, and what's annoying, too, about the weight is that uh, some of them are like, okay, you know, if you're like 52, 53, yeah. they're like, go ahead. And then you have the others who are like, no, you need to take three pounds out. I'm like, the last guy on the last <laughs> flight let me through. So it's got to be okay. Just let me through. Well, the, and it's the worst thing to see that stupid by the ticket counter, luggage open. It's you know, so annoying. Where they're moving stuff around to shift it around between the bags. Mm-hmm. Uh, hang on a second. Uh, Glenn is driving yeah. to Florida as we speak. Hey, Glenn, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, man. You're making the drive right now? I am. I just um, entered West Palm, Florida. Oh, wow. So you're listening on the app then? I am. Did, you, st- did you stop off at south of the border? <laughs> No, I stopped at Bucky's actually. Bucky, okay. So those were those roadside attractions. Those places are are that was that was <clears throat> fun, but the fun wears out quickly. Glenn, do you make this uh, drive regularly? Uh, unfortunately, in the last three months, this is the uh, third time I've had to drive up there. Why? Wow. I had a uh, son who was battling cancer. Unfortunately, lost his battle. Oh my God! So sorry. Thank you. When we had his uh, service on Saturday, so I had to drive up there for that so I can bring some of his stuff back. Oh, that's terrible. I am so sorry to hear that, Glenn. Uh, wow. Thank you. But the drive, uh, the, the drive, is that, um, has that allowed you to, to let your mind kind of wander around a bit? Yeah, so it's actually, as I told the intern, it's a, kind of a uh, therapy, uh, you know. No. MMR, but to put the app on and listen to music and have some therapy, you know. Glenn, I have to say there have been times in my life where the, the long drive in, in situations like that that you're going through now, you know, which is horrible, obviously, um, where we, it, it is a sort of a Zen thing and it allows you to, to, to recenter. So sorry for your loss, but yeah, I hope this is all 100%. helping. Yeah. 100%. All right. Hang in there, Glenn. Thanks for checking in, man. We appreciate it. Have a great day, guys. Uh, we'll Appreciate see you. It. Bye-bye. Uh, yeah, it is a, it's a great place to, definitely a long drive to get some ideas. Okay. Let your mind wander. You Did you find for the, the times you you went out on the on the two on-air um, uh, segments that we did? I loved it. And you, you that was a dream of yours. And I yeah. assume you had, that was a thought that it would be that time to reflect on things. And, and you ended up. Yeah. Getting that right, but also like when you are, you know, when you, when you have days and days and days of driving ahead of you, yeah. it's, it's really not that bad. You just, you know what I mean? Like you're you're not in a rush or yeah. anything like that. So. But from the back seat, I just wanna <laughs> stop <laughs> and tell you what I feel, Gino Vanelli, <laughs> Jackie Bam Bam singing in the back seat. Can we stop for salad bowls? <laughs> it was. Uh, I mean, listen, it's like salad driving bowls. with a child. Yeah. 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 It was. Uh, yeah, I, like, I need to put a head on my uh, muchacho. I um, my parents uh, are getting too old. Uh, they spend about a half the year in Colorado to drive back and forth, and so I proposed the idea this weekend that we would, uh, my, uh, my son and I, would drive their car out and then fly home. So we would, uh, you know, maybe in like May or June of next summer. And I think uh, that drive is fairly doable. I think that's like three or four days. How long did it take you to get to like um, Arizona? Case was that we got there by Thursday? Okay, I mean we. But you guys were hauling ass, weren't you? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, yes. And yeah, I mean, we, there were no stops, right? right? I mean, like we just, you know, we 
stopped the Cadillac Ranch or whatever. We stopped yeah, the chili and, dog. And, and we had a chili dog. Well, that, that's when we stopped for the night. But right. like we we didn't really. I mean, it was like let's gas and go, go to right. the bathroom. You know, so we were really kind of no nonsense. Make a poo poo. Yeah. I bet you could do three days, Nick. I, I think, think that so, sounds yeah. about right. And then and then uh, the the reward at the end is that you get to fly home. You don't have to do the drive. Yes, because yeah. you did that too twice. What's, what's the furthest yeah. you've ever driven, Preston, in in one shot? Um, me drive, we drove... The longest, I should say. From St. Louis to, uh... Copper Mountain in Colorado. That was a pretty long drive. That was in one shot. Yeah, we started overnight after a gig. Oh my! God. Yeah, we got we got started at like two a.m. Oh, so I did. We drove all night. I did Long Island yeah. to Pottstown on the Canadian border of upstate New York. Nine hour drive. Okay. I drove there. I did an hour stand up. Got in the car uh-huh. and drove Tra- home. home. Yeah, I did um, uh, Lewisburg, uh, where Bucknell is, to Key West, and that was about twenty four hours. And uh, I was not. Driving the entire time, there were shifts that you know. So there were a few people in the car. But Steve, I'll never forget this because we made it to Florida, and I was like, "All right, we made it to Florida." And then it's like twelve more hours to go because of the entire length yeah, of Florida. Yeah. And then you, you get, get to, to Miami. Miami. Right. Yeah, you're like, "All right, we made it to Miami." Four more hours you driving. The keys. When you think you've oh, oh we're heading yeah. home. No, no, no. no, no, your, no. your trip's just beginning. Yeah. Nick, I think one of the main reasons I have not been to Key West is because. I know that you can actually get there and fly there, but it's that drive, and that's yeah. typically what people do. And I'm always like, I'm out. Let's pick another city <laughs> in Florida. Bad as, as long as you don't hit traffic, it's not that well, bad. Okay, and it's, well. also, it's also very beautiful. It's really I, know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I see the pictures, yeah. and I want to go there, but the fact that you've got to drive in there, I, and now that they do the flights, I'm like, all right, I think you, I would even like to just land and get on whatever little plane it is to get me there. Don't you want to play True Lies as you're driving out there and everything? <laughs> <laughs> Nice. All right. Well, uh, listen, it's a, it's an interesting concept, but it makes total sense. It's called calculated misery. Uh, they make you miserable <laughs> until you pay to not be miserable. We and, make you miserable. Yeah, yeah. And you're screwed because it's the... Thank you. We know a number of airlines could have made you miserable today. <laughs> yeah. We're glad you chose to be miserable. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> All right. Let us take a break and come back in a second. Uh, we're going to give away the last of our $50 gift card uh, for Smokehouse and Tap. Man, Ember's Smokehouse and Tap. They are wonderful. I mean, it is next-level barbecue food that you're going to love. We'll take call number 16-215-263-WMMR. It's a unique twist on classic barbecue. Their scratch kitchen makes it easy to cater to dietary restrictions. Everybody can sit at the Ember's table and feast. So visit emberssmokehouseandtap.com. They're in Chalfont, and you can view the menu, uh, and it is just that good. So 16-caller, 215-263-WMMR. We'll be back in a moment. Acme Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, November 13th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Your donations are needed to make this year's Camp Out a success and help families struggling with food insecurity. You can make a difference right now. Visit your local Acme throughout October and November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes to local hunger organizations like Philip abundance to provide a lifeline for area families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp out for hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR putting Philly first. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. 
And this morning it is brought to you by Bates Motel and Haunted Attractions in Glen Mills. Uh, the number one rated haunted attraction in America. Open now through Halloween. You can get tickets and reserve your time now at the BatesMotel.com. I'm going to follow up uh, this story Kathy had in news earlier this morning. Federal authorities have released more details on unsealed charges in the theft of more than two million dimes earlier this year from a tractor trailer that had picked up the coins from the U.S. Mint in Philadelphia. The truck driver was bound for Miami. He pulled into a parking lot to sleep on April 13th, and during the night, thieves made off with a portion of its cargo. My dimes will be safe. Of $750,000 in dimes, a shipment weighing about six tons. Uh, Thousands of coins, excuse me, were left scattered all over the lot in northeast Philly. Prosecutors contend that the theft, which they now say totaled about $234,000 in stolen dimes, was part of a spree of robberies from tractor trailers passing through the region that also netted the thieves frozen crab legs, shrimp, meat, mm. beer, and liquor. Hope uh, it's a big dime party. That's a party right there. Uh, so with the, the question would be, obviously, you get those dimes and you know what it's worth, but how do you move those dimes? Ah, I will tell you in a moment. A detective said that the uh, at the time, surveillance video showed six men dressed in gray hoodies and armed with bolt cutters approaching the truck in the middle of the night and breaking into it and then loading the coins into smaller bags and into a waiting truck. The indictment unsealed Friday alleges that the theft, uh, thousands of dimes were converted into cash at coin machines uh-huh. in Maryland or through deposits to at least four different suburban Philadelphia banks. So that's how they did it. Yep. Uh, four Philadelphia men face conspiracy, robbery, theft of government money, and other charges as well. A French pilot was found dead hiking in California after a two-day search in Mount Whitney. Jeez. Tom uh, Gerbier, or Gerbier, I guess, he since he's French, reportedly fell a 1,000 feet during a hike at California Sequoia National Park this week. Wow. Oh, good. I was planning on hiking that mountain next year. <laughs> really? Yeah. 1,000 feet. So the Air France pilot began his hike early Tuesday morning up the tallest mountain in the continental United States. He was reported missing Wednesday when he didn't show up for his return flight. If it had been just half that, he might have survived. Uh, ground teams began searching uh, Wednesday with no result, and by Thursday, Park and Police authorities searched through Whitney's mountaineering route and found clues that the hiker may have fallen off of a cliff named oh, the Notch. The Notch. Nick, don't do the Notch, but right. if you go there, do the Nooch. Yes, yeah. yes. Keep, keep it, it in Nooch. Keep right. it in Nooch, and you should be good. Uh, the Park Service helicopter found a motionless hiker wearing clothing that matched uh, Gravier's uh, description. Are the notches for everyone who's fallen off that cliff? Uh, his body was transferred uh, to the sheriff's office via helicopter. Authorities confirmed his identity. Air France said in a statement that their former employee had been on a stopover in Los Angeles. Oh, boy. Uh, his death is the second fatality for Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Parks this year. Uh, Mount Whitney stands more than 14,500 feet tall, by the way. So, wow. Uh, dirt, her name is uh, Drika Martin, uh, and she's sharing her strange addiction on TikTok to help spread awareness. She is addicted to eating Johnson's baby powder. She eats baby powder? Yes. How can you do that? Martin first tasted the powder as a child and began to crave it about 10 years ago when she was a teenager, now at 27, and a mom herself, listen to this, Martin eats about $4,000 worth of the stuff annually. Four I grand mean, worth of baby powder. So how's she doing it? L. 
Is she? Is it like the cinnamon challenge, or is she mixing it in with things? It's a good question. How She's, does that not like cake up you. in your throat? Yeah, it, it, or your stomach? She said, "If I had the choice between eating real food and baby powder, I'd choose baby powder. Oh uh-huh. I would spend my last dollar on it because I need it so much." And she is determined to quit. Uh, sure, to, to be a good mother to her son, who has shown interest in copying her behavior. Uh, Martin probably suffers from pica. We've talked about that before, an eating disorder, or suffers eat non-food items like chalk. You must be out of your goddamn mind. A spokesperson for Johnson said Johnson's cornstarch baby powder with aloe and vitamin Ugh. E is formulated to use on the skin only and should not be ingested. Uh, does it mention any? medical issues Doesn't that this is created? Anything about side effects or, or medical problems that she's having, but I can't believe... I bet you her energy are really soft. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe that it's good for you, so we'll see. A Lithuanian man in Spain, living in Spain, has been accused of faking heart attacks to get out of paying for restaurant bills. The man has used this tactic 20 oh times. <laughs> and they have pictures what? of him. Yeah, because obviously these restaurants have all these cameras. <laughs> yep, and uh, he oh is... My God. Well known for these acts by the time he was arrested. This is, a, instead of putting a cockroach in your meal, he, he fakes a heart attack. Yep. Recently, he ordered two whiskeys and seafood paella. Uh, the bill came to about $37, and the man said that he had to go to his hotel room to get cash. When restaurant staff refused to let him leave, he threw himself on the ground and pretended to have a heart attack. Ah! Instead of calling an ambulance, staff called the police. He was arrested <laughs> multiple times. I'm having a heart attack. Uh, the modus operandi was the same. A spokesperson uh, said that uh, this is what he does to try and get free meals. Uh, in Tennessee, Memphis to be specific, a man is lucky to be alive after a bullet came through his windshield and knocked off his glasses while he knocked was driving. Off yes, his glasses. That is about as close to it as you can get. The victim told police that he heard several gunshots, realized a bullet... He can't see without his glasses. Put his glasses on. He realized a bullet had come through his windshield. Uh, the driver said that he heard a very loud noise, realized his glasses were gone, then saw a bullet hole in the windshield. Excuse me. <laughs> Uh, the victim drove to a nearby restaurant for help. <laughs> a customer at El Porton, El Porton snapped pictures of the damage that showed the bullet had gone all the way through the Mazda and exited through the rear windshield. That's insane. According to witnesses, the victim was not hurt but was shaken up by what happened. Uh, police have not released any sus- suspect information, so they have no idea who did it or why. You wouldn't even try that as a trick shot. I uh, know. Mm. And that is all I have in the bizarre file for you. Alright, so I have something to give away. We have a screening. It is tomorrow night and this will be at the AMC Cherry Hill at 7pm. It's Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, yeah. And if you would like to go, we'll take callers uh, 10 and 11 at 215-263-WMMR, and we'll set you up. And there is another chance for you at WMMR.com. The deadline for that is 11 a.m. today, so make sure you go check that out now. And uh, it's brought to you from Bloomhouse. They're producers of uh, Megan, and Universal Pictures presents Five Nights at Freddy's, rated PG-13 in theaters and on Peacock, October 27th. So we'll take a break. We'll be back in a second. Uh, lesson question, try some music news on the way. What's going on in the world of rock? You'll find it at WMMR.com, your one-stop outlet for all the rock news you need to know. WMMR.com, where FOMO goes to die. Preston and Steve, their name is their address. 
on on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 20 minutes after 10 o'clock, you have to pardon me. Got something in my meat tooth. Yeah, the meat tooth. Wow. Hang on a second. What, what are you uh, dining on now? No, I need a toothpick. I just got I I'm literally was just finishing up. What about a credit card? Uh, <laughs> a pencil, yeah. something like that. <laughs> uh, actually, it is uh, from our friends at uh, Ember's Smokehouse and Tap. I was having a little bit of the brisket. Oh. And uh, some that of that got in, in my meat tooth. And uh, and the cornbread, by the way, which is fantastic. It's uh, it's moist and a little sweet. Maybe I ought to eat your cornbread. What the? Oh, mother- you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. <laughs> 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 what is that from? It's, uh, the movie Life with uh, Eddie Murphy. I believe Martin Lawrence is in Martin it. Martin Lawrence well. is in it. And uh, yeah, who else is in it? Um, God, uh, uh, Bernie Mac. Is it oh. Bernie Mac in it? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. All I want to make is a little cornbread, you mother. <laughs> All I want to make is a little cornbread. <laughs> but anyway, the food is fantastic. Yeah. So uh, very, very, very much enjoy that. Cornbread clips alone. All right, um, lesson question. We are going to give away a float session at Halcyon Floats. Man, you will enjoy this if you can answer this question correctly. Uh, when I wear my sunglasses, what former first lady do I look like? 215-263-WMMR. So I'm driving through my neighborhood wearing my sunglasses with the uh, the visor down. Uh, what former first lady do I resemble? 215-263-WMMR. If you happen to know the answer, call. While you call, we will go through the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, we got stories from Steve Morrison. What's going on this morning, Steve? Yes, well, Cher denying her daughter-in-law's claims that she arranged to have her son kidnapped to get him away from her. Cher says the accusation is laughable, noting if if she was that upset, she'd just kill the bitch. Oh, Oh, my God. Emily Blunt is apologizing. Apologizing, we mentioned this yesterday for calling an anonymous waitress enormous during a TV interview ten years ago. Blunt says her language skills clearly eluded her back then, and the waitress was in fact super fat. Oh, oh, which my I think is worse. God. And reality star Kim Zolciak 
has gotten laser vaginal rejuvenation to ostensibly tighten things up. Soziak says one unplanned benefit is that her vagina can now be used as an air fryer. All righty, we will see if someone knows who I look like when I wear my sunglasses. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. We will go to Megan to try and get an answer. Hi, Megan. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks to you, Megan. All right, when I wear my sunglasses, who do I look like? Jackie O. Jackie yeah. O. Yeah. Hang on, Megan. Got you a float session at Halcyon Floats. You're going to love this. Stress can be scary. Relax. With a float session from Halcyon Floats, Philadelphia's premier float center. Relax, recover, reset. Halcyonfloats.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3. WMMR. I can handle things. I'm smart. A few things to mention here. We'll start with this. Having a book of the White Stripes lyrics out has been an emotional experience for Jack White. Uh, the White Stripes Complete Lyrics, 1997 to 2007, was published earlier this month by White's Third Man Books. In addition to those lyrics, it includes never-before-seen rough drafts, alternate lyrics and photographs, as well as three essays, including one by White's nephew and Third Man co-owner Ben Blackwell. And it got him emotional? Jack said, yeah, he got, uh, while he was reading some of these lyrics, I guess he hasn't gone no! through some in a while. No! No! And he said, uh, bringing back memories of, of what some of that stuff was like uh, kind of brought him to tears. There you go. He's yeah. a sensitive guy. He is a sensitive guy. You know, he talked about the fact that one of his things that he enjoys doing is reupholstering furniture. But yeah, he does. So only sensitive people do that. It's true. Over the past weekend, KISS received the city of Cleveland's first ever music keynote to the city. Paul Stanley, Eric Singer, and Tommy Thayer uh, attended the event held at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I won't be able to be there. I'm taking my son to T-Ball. Uh, Paul said, uh, we've always felt that this was a home, a home away from home. It's interesting to be here when everyone knows our storied past with the Rock Hall. The Hall of Fame has found new footing, and the artists who belong here are getting in. Mm. The city officially proclaimed Sunday as Kiss Day. The Offspring may be releasing new music by the middle of the year. Singer Brian Dexter Holland and guitarist Kevin Noodles Wasserman talked about songwriting for their next album and said that it's about halfway finished. In describing the new music, Noodles said, The last song we did definitely sounds like an old school. Uh, sounds like, uh, sounds kind of like come out swinging. Uh, definitely some old school stuff and then some rocking stuff and some poppy punk stuff too. Uh, the Offspring's most recent album, Let the Bad Times Roll, was released in 2021. Pete Townsend is working on a musical score uh, for a novel that he wrote in 2019. He said, I'm still developing the score and recording the music. I'm also working on a documentary about the project from its inception in 2007 until today. He wrote the new Goosebumps, right? He said, I'm probably two years off completing it, at which time I hope to perform it with a full opera and a cast of guest singers. This one is called Goosebumps. It was called what? Goosebumps. Uh, a description of Townsend's book reads that it explores the anxiety of modern life and madness in a story that stretches across two generations of a London family, their lovers, collaborators, and friends. And it is available on hardcover and audiobook. Do you notice um, the uh, the kids are all right? The documentary mm-hmm. is still a, a great watch. I watched it a couple days ago. No kidding. Yeah, it's terrific. Nice. Especially that Keith Moon footage where you can see... <laughs> 
It was no shock that he'd pass away early. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. He was but, a bit unhinged. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mentioned this earlier in Entertainment Report, but uh, I'm going to bring it up here in Music News. Uh, Poison's frontman, Brett Michaels, heard a story about a dog named after him in Nebraska and reportedly reached out and adopted the animal. You were named after the dog? The Nebraska Humane Society. Who is that supposed to be? That's Sala from uh, Last Crusade. Oh, my God. Uh, the Nebraska Humane Society recently posted a story about a six-year-old husky named Brett Michaels. Yes. Three kittens were brought into the rescue recently. Two of the three were doing well, but one had signs of flea anemia. Uh, the kitten needed some blood, but transfusions are normally hard for cats because they do not have a universal blood type. So Brett Michaels had his blood work done, the dog, earlier that day, and he became a candidate to help out the cat. Uh, the canine blood could be used for transfusions for cats, they found out. The Humane awesome. Society said even with the first round of transfusion, the kitten started to show signs of improvement. And so Brett Michaels, the singer, got word of the dog, Brett Michaels' story, and contacted the Nebraska Humane Society and adopted him. That's wonderful. Yep. The Humane Society said on their Facebook uh that uh, we can't wait to see how he thrives in his new home. We just hope it doesn't get too confusing when someone tells Brett Michaels to fetch. One of them mentioned this. I'm going to roll this out a couple of times this week, but our friends, the No Name Pops, have an event coming up on Saturday. Saturday. Yes, and it will be at the Kimmel Center, the Verizon Hall, and they're doing Let's Groove Tonight, Motown, and the Philly Sound. And, of course, they came out to our live broadcast at Subaru of America. Man, I'd really like to see that. They were incredible. So we highly recommend you get the tickets and go see them. There are two shows Saturday, October 28th, 3 and 8 p.m. And then one last story, and I don't know why it was suggested we put this in music news, but... Uh, Eric Simon from our promotions department, our director, wanted me to mention this. So we have an announcement. It's a show announcement, but it's not a concert. It is our friend Tom Papa. And he's going to be playing the show at the Keswick Theater in Glenside uh, Friday, February 16th. I know why he did uh, this. He Because uh, Tom is good friends with Rob Zombie. Uh, Maybe that's it. It's obvious. Yep. Uh, tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. via AXS.com. And Tom's one of the best stand-ups out there. So if you'd like to see him, he's going to be at the Keswick February 16th. Tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. And I believe we'll have some giveaways next week for that. So I'm ready for that. All right, that's it in music news. We are taking a break. We're coming back. We're wrapping up the show when we return. So stay with us, please. 93.3 WMMR. Preston and Steve's Dorm Decor TikTok Tour is your shot at $1,000 in crisp college cash. Thanks to our friends at College Ave Student Loans. Whether you've got a nifty knack for making a dorm room look like a posh Hollywood apartment or maybe more of a pizza box and rock band poster vibe, show us. Make a short video. Start off with a, hey, Preston and Steve, and show off your decked out dorm room. Enter at our contest page at WMMR.com by 11 a.m. on November 2nd. Then, we'll put them up for a vote to see who wins. Preston and Steve's Dorm Decor TikTok Tour. Presented by College Ave Student Loans. A better way to pay for college. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your school. Blink-182, one more time. Bill just need to do it one more time Yes, That's it. And win the series. Come on! One more time. Uh, By the way, speaking of Blink, um, 
July 26th. That is when they will be in town at the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, tickets go on sale Friday, I believe. So, uh, And I was looking at the, the listing for them. It says, I, I never really, I don't go to many concerts. Uh, but looking, it says, high demand event. So as you can imagine, tickets are going to go very, 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 very quick yeah. for that show. Uh, let me see. What do we need to do here? We, I guess, uh, oh, yeah, today's Tattoo Day. Yes. Well, we should probably give that away, shouldn't okay. we? All right. We'll do that first. Tattoo, tattoo. I would like to inform and congratulate Mr. Bobby Goodwin. Mullica here, Hill, New Jersey. Uh, and Bobby is going to get a $350 gift certificate for Floating World a Tattoo and Piercing to get his very own Preston and Steve Show-themed tattoo. Uh, check them out. Uh, Floating World is at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. Uh, artwork samples available at floatingworldtattoos.com. You can also check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. So congratulations to you. Uh, thank you very much to Dr. Andy Kolb, president and CEO of the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, a very learned man, mm-hmm. grew up listening to the President and Steve Show. Yes. Huge fan of our program, uh, which is always wild when you find out someone as cerebral as that uh, is into this show. Right. Uh, but seems to defy logic. Yeah, the event that he is promoting... Other than just the general awesomeness of the LLS itself, uh, is the Light the Night event, which is going to be at Aikens Oval on Saturday, 5 p.m. Nick is going to be there. Team Luke, I'm your host, representing the whole event. Yeah. And do they are they doing the floating? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to carry these uh, lanterns. These guys around these lanterns. Yeah, these red lanterns light up, and uh, it really is a pretty and and fun and uh, heartwarming event. Uh, and we'd love for people to be a part of Team Luke. But just stop by if you're anywhere near um, Aikens Oval, the Art Museum. It's uh, fr- I'm sorry, Saturday evening, and all the information's up on the website. Excellent. And thank you very much to Ember's Smokehouse and yeah. yeah. and Chalfont. Uh, their Corn food is, is absolutely outstanding. Standing, and they do a, a twist on uh, classic barbecue, and they they take it up a notch or two, uh, and it is absolutely wonderful. So thank you for that, and yes, all the uh, the cornbread uh, that you brought by. Hang on, I need a cornbread clip. Here we go. Smell me some cornbread. Some cornbread. <laughs> all right, so thank you guys. We do appreciate that. Uh, you can check them out at Embers Smokehouse and Tap dot com for all info. Pierre Robert is here. How do? Excellent. Good day. Nice to see you, sir. Lovely day. I wanted to mention, uh, in terms of appearances, tomorrow, this, uh, my broadcast will be from Comcast downtown because they were, um, they're cashing in on right. being the second prize winner for, um, Camp Out for Hunger awesome. last year. Are you, do you, are you up in the, uh, the amphitheater that they have upstairs? I don't there's know. A, there's a whole broadcast facility up there. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Because I'm working up a song and dance routine. So, nice. Um, that uh, could be the possibly the it's place. It's me and my place. shadow, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, we're going to be in one of the two major Comcast buildings yeah. downtown. I'm not sure which. I mean, we could even be just on a, you know, at a table in the lobby. Uh, I don't know where they're going to put us, um, but uh, I don't know if we'll draw amphitheater crowd. <laughs> well, well it, 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 the facility itself is really cool because it has an amazing view of the city. Is this the slightly newer one? It's the newer the building. Four yeah. Seasons in yeah, it? yeah, that, okay. that's the one. Yeah, I mean they're both relatively new and uh, and gigantic and parts, uh, you know, major parts of the skyline. So-
So one of the two will be here right. tomorrow. Cool. But they are the second prize winner, and so they get the booby prize of having me. <laughs> <clears throat> but um, there it is. We'll be there. Um, and that'll be fun. Excellent. All right. How about our letter of the day? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the President Steve Show is brought to you today by The Letter. Oh, as in O'Reilly. All righty, and we are going to give away a pair of tickets and uh, and Mammoth VIP experience for two as MMR presents Mammoth WVH, Mammoth 2 Tour 2023 uh, with Nita Strauss. And that's going to be Saturday, November 18th, Keswick Theater. Tickets are sold out for the show, by the way. Uh, the VIP experience includes uh, a laminate, limited edition signed poster, sound check access, band Q&A, and a group photo as well. So that's going to be solid. We'll give that away on Friday. What do you have in store uh, for the program today? Well, we got more Blink-182 tickets for their show next summer, which will be cool. Goes on sale Friday. We've got Workforce Blocks of Green Day. We will play as you did. I think you, in the 9 o'clock hour, played the uh, new Green Day song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, we will get to that again in a block of Green Day, a block of Joe Walsh, and a block of Rush, which you'll uh, have no yeah. interest in. Uh, none of that. None whatsoever. Right. I was playing some Rush yesterday. Jamming to some Rush yesterday what on song? the drums. Uh, I was playing Free Well. Okay. I love it. It's a great song. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Lincoln Mills Haunted House. You can get your tickets today at LincolnMillsHaunt.com. Also brought to you by Duncan and the President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Tomorrow is a Wednesday. Fox Good Day and Secret Text Story. We will have have those, and we will fill the rest of the program with all kinds of other things, and hopefully be celebrating a trip to the World Series. We'll see. Hang in there, Phils. Make it happen tonight at the bank. Here we go. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, they mean it. Whether you're at the beach or in the mountains, Shopify is the all-in-one commerce platform that simplifies selling to anyone from anywhere. Don't let the technical stuff slow your sales down. Because with Shopify, you can monitor inventory, track sales, fulfill and ship orders from anywhere with an internet connection. Join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide and start selling with Shopify today. Sign up for a $1 trial at shopify.com slash free 23. Shopify.com slash free 23.